Hello lovely people and welcome back to the Distinct and Jovio podcast. This is episode number six. Uh, it is the 19th of November 2021. It's half past nine at night. Um, my name is Dominic and I am joined once again by my wonderful co-host Jerry. How you doing Jerry? I'm very good thank you Dom. How are you? Yes. Yeah I'm buzzing for this one. I don't know why I'm really buzzing for this one. Oh, it's gonna be good. Um, we had, we had such a such a good podcast with Laura on as a guest last month and it like it's like refired me up again for this podcast even more it just was it was so good and Laura was brilliant yeah she was fantastic it's really good to have her on the on the show yeah and I loved her insights she just brought something new to the table yeah yeah it was good. Um, it's an intelligence level that we uh, we can't match <laughs> which isn't difficult for us <laughs> no. we set a low bar I, I don't normally surpass it. <laughs> no. As as always with this podcast, uh, our views are our own and not representative of the company that we both work for or anything that we represent. Um, we'd like to remain employed <laughs> by the end of these podcasts. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump straight into it. Let's do it. Right. So, food item of the month uh, this time. Um, what is our go-to Subway sandwich? What's yours, Jerry? Steak and cheese. Oh, I've got steak and cheese down as well. Seriously? Mm. Okay, so now we're going to have to get specific with sauces and toppings. Oh, do you know your bread first? Yeah, Italian herb and, she- herb and cheese. Italian herb and cheese bread. Oh, got steak and cheese. Okay, sorry. Can Can we just make it clear to people listening to this podcast that we have not spoken about this have we no no so, so we, i didn't know what your answer was going to be yeah we we write a google doc on what we're going to talk about um and then we make i make notes on paper and i believe you make notes on paper as well or at least in a separate place yeah um and i literally have italian bread steak and cheese cooked yeah cooked as well it's got to be cooked every time come on dumb we are two peas in a pod. This is insane. Are we now going to differ at the sources? I think we might because I have a, I have very strong opinions on condiments. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> that's a phrase I, I didn't think I'd been saying today. I have a strong opinion on condiments. <laughs> it's Dom's quote of the week. <laughs> so, okay. Well, go go for it with regards to your condiments. So I'm not too fussy. So I would have I have all the salad pieces apart from jalapenos and olives. So I'll have cucumber, tomato, uh, and and things like that. Sometimes you know mix it up depending. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not feeling tomato today, um, and then no sauces at all. I'm sorry, no sauces at all. See, what? <laughs> no sauces? No sauces at all. Okay, I'm so shocked, I'm just going to keep asking the same question. <laughs> what do you mean, no sauces at all? Um, I think that calls... I, I think it's justified. I'm going to I'm gonna crack open the... Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm surprised. No sauces? Yeah. Right, so... I'll go for everything apart from olive and tomato. Mm-hmm. So that means loads of jalapeno. I love jalapeno. Oh, okay. 
and then I'll go for ranch. Mm. The pink sauce. It's like special sauce. What's it called? <laughs> Subway special sauce. Subway special sauce. I oh, know. I've forgotten what it's called. But ranch, the special mm. sauce, and garlic. Okay. Okay. No, I, so I have like a real um, anti-condiment kind of thing. Like I don't like tomato ketchup on 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 my bacon sandwiches. I don't like brown sauce with like hash browns. I prefer just to have like it plain. Um, and I have a reason for it. And I think I think I figured it out recently because I don't like mashed potato either. And I don't like overripe don't bananas. Either. Yeah, I don't like that texture. And I find if you put condiments on stuff that's got bread, the bread gets soggy. And I cannot stand soggy bread. I like crunch, which is why I love things like cucumber and um, oh, onion. Mine's gone broke. Yeah, I love onion. Absolutely love onion. Yeah, love it. Lettuce. Yeah. Anything Crisp lettuce. Crunches. Amazing. Crunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crunchy. Other chocolate bars are available as well. That cereal, crunch. <laughs> ah, yeah, crunchy nut cornflakes. You, you can go wrong with uh, you can go wrong with cereal because if you put the milk in and then forget about it and you get soggy cereal, that's the worst. Yeah, that's pretty rough. It's, cereal's got to be crunchy. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost want like a bowl that I could divide the cereal and the milk up. You can and get then, them on Amazon. You can oh, get can it you? on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. And you can, so you can scoop levels. like a, a, a some Cheerios and then yeah. Yeah. scoop it into the into the milk. Exactly. I so need you that almost in my have life. like an infinity pool of milk. Yeah. And then you have like a diving board full of cereal. Yeah. And then you just you can just spoon <laughs> your cereal <laughs> off the diving board into the infinity pool. That's what you want. Milk. That's what you want. I love that description, by the way. <laughs> I almost kind of didn't acknowledge it, but it was so good. I almost didn't want to ruin it by acknowledging it. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. Look it up. It's, oh. I think it's called Cereal Fresh or something like that. Oh, okay. Bizarre, but you can get them. Oh, I'll have to invest. I'll have to invest. Maybe a, maybe a Christmas present because Christmas is coming up. Hey, it's a secret Santa idea. <laughs> it's a secret Santa idea. For anybody idea. that's doing secret Santa and that involves Dom. <laughs> Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. nudge. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that was quite like I was expecting. Like, oh. I, I was. I, I. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like I don't. You, you generally don't know what other people want. That's why I quite like this podcast and discussing things like that. Yeah. What What's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on this? Um. And yeah, I was. I just, just love the way that it's like Italian bread, steak and cheese cooked. <laughs> We had like a stepbrothers moment there, didn't we? Although yeah, I know did. you don't like Will Ferrell films, but that yeah. was a stepbrothers moment. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Name your favourite dinosaur, Velociraptor. <laughs> I have watched stepbrothers. I love stepbrothers. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of that quote. I can, but I don't think I can repeat it. Okay, I did monetize straight away. Not, not that we can monetize yet, but should we ever? Yeah, I just. But I also don't know if it's too risque. I can't say the the next line, which is really quite hilarious. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the next the next question that we have in our in our in our thing, and you know, is is 
Is it awkward to ask for a six-inch sub? Yeah, that's very carry-on. It's like a carry-on movie. Well, Matron. Six-inch. <laughs> six-inch sub. Ooh, it is. Matron. <laughs> but I have written down here. Like, because you, you wrote this. I think you you pointed this out at some point. I must must have done. But are you... Is it awkward because you feel like, well, if I ask for a six-inch, I feel like I'm not getting enough food and I should just ask for a foot long anyway? Or is yeah. it awkward in the carry-on sense that I think we're both referring to? Hey. <laughs> or both? Six-inch in my wildest dreams. Doesn't matter. So there's, there's nothing relative there. So... Um, yeah, I think six going for the six inch is a waste of time. Because what'll happen, all that'll happen is you'll go for the six inch sub, and the whole time you're eating that six inch sub, you'll feel the the waves of, of anxiety washing over you. So you think I should have gone for twelve inch. <laughs> should should have. And, and, and that that anxiety will just hog. only intensify <laughs> with each mouthful, and then you think, damn. And then you go back up and what? Ask for another six inch? Ooh. And the person serving you will go, why didn't you just go for the 12 inch, bro? Mm. What are you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know I agree with you on that Economies one. Economies of scale, bro. Okay. Yeah. I think, is it cheaper or is it just double in I price? I think it, I don't know. Yes, a really good question. I don't know, but... I would imagine it would be, because somebody otherwise could turn around and go, can I have two six-inch subs, please? Because it's technically cheaper. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Even though it would be like, can it, I have two six-inch subs, both steak and cheese, both cooked on Italian bread? <laughs> Is that one for you and your, for you and your friend? <laughs> well, no, they're both for me. But if I get two six-inches, they're cheaper than one foot long. Economies of scale, people. <laughs> Economies of scale. Oh, God. <laughs> if you think of the labour cost and the effort that goes into making a 12-inch, right, it's not that much more than 6-inch. Uh, so you might as well just go for the 12-inch. Just yes. make everyone's life a lot easier. No, I, I would actually argue that the 6-inch, though, is actually more labour-intensive. Because the way that they make a, a 12 inch is they, they just grab a, because uh, the breads are in 12 inches, so they just grab bread, cut and done. Whereas a six inch, again, they cut, but then they cut in half and throw one half away. They stick yeah, one of the halves. So it's an additional cut. So technically it's more, more labor intensive. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so here's a message for all listeners out there. Save the planet, go for 12 inch. What? You're right there, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's got to be quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> on on a ge- I, I don't know whether uh, uh, on a general one I put on here like what about general ordering anxiety and just like knowing what to do. Like, have you ever gone into uh, a restaurant or or a chain similar to to Subway and gone, oh, what do I do? <laughs> or- yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Five Guys. First time I went to a Five... I think first time you go to a Five Guys or the first time you go to Nando's or... You don't know what to expect. You don't know where you stand. Mm. 
where do you start is it table and service do I go up to the bar do I go up to the bar you look at the menu and think what do I go for do I choose my chicken first or the sauce first or yeah it's I, I get that I get mm. the ordering anxiety yeah I, I find it worse when I when I stop in a service station in fact the last time I stopped in a service station was was driving up to, to see Laura uh, and I stopped for a Burger King and I haven't had a Burger King in in years but also reduced menu because because pandemic um then um so half the shop was also closed as well so they'd like limited like certain bits off so you're like funneled into a queue and i'm of the awkward height that they had like the menu was like here and then the counter the bar came down here so if you were like you know i don't know a normal height and not a gangly giraffe like myself you would be able to see the menu because you'd be at the right angle but i couldn't <laughs> so it was kind of like crouched down trying to view the menu at some like awkward angle ah. and then you get to the till and they're like what do you want and you're like freaking i've not not got scooby-doo because i've not looked at the menu i don't know and it's a fast food so i need to order quick because then i'm gonna annoy everybody else oh uh, i'll have a burger <laughs> yeah yeah and then their menu is always like do you want like is it is it a meal deal does it come with chips i don't oh. know <laughs> i think that's the bit that causes me more anxiety i just mm. want a frigging burger and chips but yet it's well would you like to supersize that what kind of meal do you want do you want that that you know part of a meal deal with a drink what kind of soft drink do you want it's like, just burger chips coke that's it it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to come in like different sales packages yeah but it'll be but it'll also be like oh we haven't got coke is pepsi okay i would just oh. <laughs> that for years every time you i'm picking on them again but every time i used to go into mcdonald's it'd say oh i'll have a big mac fries and a coke and say ah you mean a mcdonald's cola <laughs> Do you remember that for years you couldn't so they did they would not so they, they had they made, made the road. deal with coke yeah so it was mcdonald's coley think yeah whatever yeah you know what i mean a coke you yeah. mean mcdonald's cola coke mcdonald's cola just what are they going to do next are they going to give you choices of how you pay would you like to pay in installments <laughs> i mean very topical months, 36 very, months very topical did you see about Am uh, completely off topic did you see about amazon no longer accepting visa credit cards visa, yeah so you can still use a debit card but not your credit card yeah interesting yeah i'm very glad i've got a mascot <laughs> that's all i was like <laughs> i think amazon's getting bullshit now because jeff bezos has gone up to space now he's fulfilled his lifelong ambition of going up into space in a space rocket did you hear what shaped very much like a like a man's chram chram <laughs> are we back on this like to quote six, inch. Right. six inch twelve inch it's all linked we've gone full circle I apologise listeners we're very very childish <clears throat> but um, we're jovial <laughs> what do you want I'm not apologising I refuse to apologise I refuse to apologise Oh my god Right I think I mean that was fairly quick that we went through that But that's probably because we had the same order <laughs> Yeah 
Um, Easy. So, I, with I, that, I wasn't expecting that. Not at all. No, no, no. Not at all. I was, I was, I was expecting. I mean, I was looking down the menu, and I wasn't really sure. It's been a while since I've been to Subway, uh, and I was like, if I go in there and I want a Subway, normally I just want steak and cheese and something nice and simple. Oh, steak and cheese, so good. When I was sat here early, I was like, oh, there's a couple that I quite like, but if I'm in the mood for Subway. I'm not going to get teriyaki chicken because if I want teriyaki chicken, I will go to Wagamama's and get teriyaki chicken. Well, yeah, you go for the other things when you've had steak and cheese in a short period of time, let's Mm. say four or five times in a row, and then you think, oh, I can't have steak and cheese again. I'll I'll try something different. I've kind of scratched the steak and cheese itch. I'll try something else. Yeah. But otherwise, it's a default. You go into, I haven't been in Subway for ages. But I know that the next time I go to Subway, it's steak done deal. Steak yeah. and cheese. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the steak and cheese itch. It's the only place to kind of scratch that itch. I can't think of another word, another place to go. I'm going to move on before this gets a bit weird. <laughs> Get some cream for that. <laughs> this month, our poignant questions uh, came from other people. Um, we, we, we put a shout out in the last podcast and then we ended up harassing loads of people to give us questions. Um, and very fortunately, uh, some of you have come through um, with uh, some varying differences in questions, which I quite like. Um, we'll, we'll discuss the bonus question that Jerry, uh, Jerry put in originally, which was, what would happen if a car was traveling at light speed and switched its headlights on? So that was kind of the calibre I was expecting. Do you have the answer for that, Jerry? I don't think anything would happen, but it all depends on you relative to the car. Ah, okay. I, but I know somebody that would probably have the answer. Yeah, Laura. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know somebody would have the answer. Laura probably might have the notes answer. Oh no, I can hear Laura turn turn around to say, "I'm a biochemist, not a physicist. This is not <laughs> physics." And she's going to kill me for that, but she'll kill me for some of the stuff I say later on as well. So it's fine. That sounds very much like Bones in um, Star Trek. For God's sake, <laughs> Jim, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, but I can only now not think a of physicist. the. I can only think of the Disney the Disney version of that where it was Treasure Planet where he goes god damn it Jim I'm not a doctor well I am a doctor but I'm not that kind of doctor so you just end up sitting here and feeling useless <laughs> I haven't seen that but that's have you brilliant. not seen Treasure Planet no, no. yeah it's also got one of the ba- uh, <laughs> one of the best robots um, who gets obsessed and it's like uh, spider spy uh, great absolutely great Treasure Planet <laughs> Worth watching. Probably on Disney Plus, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll look out for it. <laughs> it's going to be your next challenge, Jerry. <laughs> Don't talk to me about challenges. I'm <laughs> so rubbish at challenges. We'll get I'm into that later. I'm annoyed myself, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Right. Uh, okay, question one. Laura, our guest from last time, has submitted the kind of the first two. Um, she has given us very spe- much specificity with this first one but she was it was along the lines of the battle of questions and she wanted to know who would win between me and jerry but in what i don't know <laughs> i don't know but i i i've thought about this i think the best answer would be i would just automatically declare you the winner because 
that's the way I roll. I'll but, say, you know what, Dom's the winner here. But I would do the same. <laughs> yeah, but I'd get in there first, which means that <laughs> technically I'd win. Yeah, but you'd win by declaring me the winner. <laughs> yeah, but it, if we had a competition on who's going to declare the other the winner, the fastest, I would win that. <laughs> Ultimately, you'd be the winner. But only I'm because I managed to declare you the winner faster than you managed to declare me the winner. I felt done here. <laughs> well, it's a win-win. Literally. Pun. <laughs> pun. Right? It's not pun, it's literal. <laughs> literally <laughs> intended. Yeah. It would be win-win. You win, and I win by nominating you the winner yes. the fastest. It's a win-win. Yes. But that's like, to me, that feels like, and this is the question that always comes up, if Pinocchio turned around and said, my nose is going to grow, what would happen? <laughs> That's as perplexing as the car travelling at the speed of light. Yeah. Because if his nose has grown, if his nose does grow, he's told the truth. Therefore, he hasn't told the lie to get his nose to grow. But then if his nose doesn't grow, he's told a lie. So therefore, his nose has to grow. And then it's like an endless loop. So when you hold a mirror up, facing another mirror. Yeah, what does it say? Infinite number of images. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and there'd be a parallel universe where one maybe there's a parallel universe based on the on the conspiracy theory that Laura brought. That yeah. maybe in one one universe his nose does grow and therefore he's not lying, and in another universe his nose doesn't grow, so therefore he isn't lying, and therefore it all matches and it's all safe and sound. And maybe in another universe he doesn't even have a nose. <laughs> maybe he he breathes through gills. And and I can just bring this back to being childish. I've now just got the Shrek two scene where, where they're dangling in the middle of the well and they go, Say something ridiculous like you're wearing ladies' underwear and he goes, I'm wearing ladies' underwear and his nose doesn't grow and he's like, Are you wearing <laughs> ladies' underwear? I am not <laughs> It's a thong <laughs> And this is a <laughs> is a children's <laughs> movie. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. That's brilliant. I haven't seen that film in years. Is that that is that, is that our Christmas scene. watch our Christmas watching list? Step Brothers to make sure that we can remember the quote for that section. I can uh, remember. I just can't repeat it. <laughs> Treasure Planet, just Treasure so you get Planet. the Treasure Planet and Shrek Two. Yep, and Die Hard because that is a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie, and I will die on my chair that that's a Christmas movie, even though yep. the release date was in May. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's a Christmas movie. It's Christmas themed. They show it on Sky Christmas. They do. They Channel. do. It's, like, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> it's this, and he's in the tunnel and it's like, oh yeah, come to the party. It'll be really fun though. <laughs> it's just that oh, bit. Yeah. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> so to answer your question, Laura, uh, we would both simultaneously win when Jerry declared me the winner quicker than I could declare him the winner so there <laughs> so there nice try <laughs> challenge accepted mic drop challenge met <laughs> mic drop 
Question two. So then uh, Laura sent through like a, a web page, which I, I think we'll share. Because actually, I think some of the questions on it are quite interesting. Some of them I was a bit like, oh, not sure we could do that on the podcast. They come into the, maybe into the stepbrothers category, shall we say. <laughs> um, but they were like, would you rathers? Which I think is a really interesting concept that we could probably play with on a future podcast. But the one that I kind of picked out, which I'm... I was like, I'm actually quite curious to see what your opinion is on it, because I have my opinion on it. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or be able to see someone else's future anytime you want? My future. 10 minutes in forward in your future. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it's my future. It's within my sphere of control. Okay. Simple. Simple. Do you know what I? Do you know what I've put? Go on. Neither. I've watched enough time meddling <laughs> movies to know that I do not want to see the future <laughs> ever. But if I had I think to, I prefer that answer actually. Yeah. 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 Like, like I've, I, there's, you know, you name the movie where they've gone and gone. Oh, I can see the future, and I'm going to meddle with time, and it just ends up being a disaster, like the butterfly <laughs> effect and things like that. And I'm just like, absolutely not. I'd rather have neither of them. But if I absolutely had to die on this chair and have one of those superpowers, I would probably agree with you because it's only ten minutes. Yeah. So it might be a case of, is that meal going to be good in ten minutes' time? No, I did a really poor job on that one. So just. To, you know, set your expectations perhaps a little bit lower than than what they currently are. Yeah, but it could come in really handy. Like, um, you know, you can see yourself driving down the street and and get into an accident, for example. Ten minutes. It doesn't say then, you can then... change it though. That's the interesting thing, isn't it? It's just a oh, now I'm just going to be depressed because I know this is going to happen in ten minutes. Oh, you see. You're right. It just doesn't lead yeah. to anything good. No, no seeing I, the don't, future I don't care never. about seeing... No. 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 It never leads to anything good. No. It just leads to, like, more worry about something that's going to happen. And then, Exactly. And based upon all of the stuff that I'm reading, it's all about being more present in yeah. the current moment. Yeah. And it's a gift. That's why it's called the present. And that quote is from oh. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I mean that is such a good quote. That would that would have been an ideal quote to end on. Yeah, it would have been an ideal quote to end on. Yeah, it would have been. Damn it! <laughs> Your let's one pretend, job, Tom. Let's, let's <laughs> just one thing. Just pretend you didn't say that. We'll mm. we'll just we'll just take that. We'll pin it on the board. We'll put it in the parking lot, and we'll bring that back out at the end. I mean. Probably will do to be fair because it's probably going to form part of like the the health bit discussions yeah, and some right. body lesson. Yeah. So, I'll I'll put that in my back pocket, my back pocket, and I'll give it a bit of a polish before I get it out again. Do it. <laughs> Good buffering. <laughs> Question three. Uh, so, um, this one's been given by one of our uh, colleagues uh, from that we work with. Um, uh, Evgeny, an absolute fantastic chap, really, really great bloke. Um, saved my skin over the last couple of years more times than he knows. Um, 
so yeah i'm also going to use this podcast as just like a time to really big up people while i can because yeah excellent we're full of love on this podcast um we he submitted the question i think this is the best question i think i've ever had submitted it's pretty deep yeah metaverse will likely be implemented in the near future but would it be a good thing for humankind or just a deeper level of current online games plus social networks so basically like ready player one becomes a reality if you've read or seen the film i have read the book and seen the film prefer the book prefer the book by far yeah. books really good. i love the book book is the amazing book is amazing um, and there's ready player two uh, yes, I, that's come out recently. It has. Um, so I'm waiting for it to come out as an audiobook. Cause, um, so Ready Player One is uh, read by <clears throat> Will Wheaton. Okay. Uh, so he's uh, occasionally on, um, uh, been on The Big Bang Theory, but he's also done a load of, he does a load of like D&D stuff and comic book stuff. And yeah, it's just a general geek. Um, yeah, and he reads it really, really well. Yeah, Ready Player One, top-notch book. But yeah, Evgeny's essentially asking... Our opinion on if that happens, what do you think will happen to all of us? Steep one. It is, and I actually don't like thinking about it. I there are Mark Zuckerberg. I have issues with. I mean, he's an android, so we haven't got much to. We can, we can go yeah, to that conspiracy like theory in the future. <laughs> he is. He's like he's got the complexion of that android from mm. uh, from Star Trek. Data. Yes. In Star Trek. I have a theory that Mark Zuckerberg died about six years ago and they replaced him with an android. It's a bit like Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Very similar. Very, very similar. It's It's like with all things, too powerful. He's he's created something that's too intrusive Amazon's too intrusive did you hear about the, the lady that found a whole bunch of files audio files that her Alexa had been recording mm, and just yeah. gets stored on a server you know you, all of this kind of stuff and you think where is it all leading why do you need to know all of this yeah um, and why do you need to be so immersed in a game that you then can't tell the difference between the game and reality and what are we what exactly we're trying to do here yeah it's just crazy i don't know what we're trying to achieve it's it's interesting so um uh, it won't be a sneak preview because this actually comes out after he's given the presentation but um we have uh, a conference load of conferences for the th that we're doing which you might have heard of um and uh someone i support they're doing they're doing a talk um and they're going why we need to why how how websites can go green and there's loads of stuff you know i mean you think about it the cloud is not really like some magical cloud the cloud is a data center that's in ireland and it, this is linked by the way i will get to the point eventually um and he was talking about uh, his talk i had a preview today because we ran through it for me to give him some tips um and he was talking about how um you know if you've got a really non-performant website it's obviously going to do chuck out more co2 things like that and it really made me think about how um, I read this question and it really made me think about that will only happen at the point, especially with like COP26, 
where we stop caring enough about our actual environment that we want to like recreate that in like a virtual environment that's the point and then you go into like this full kind of matrix kind of sort of thing that's essentially what it is you know ready player one the matrix whereby you're you're creating an environment to that stimulates all of your senses because we've got to the point where we can't actually fix the environment that we're currently in so for me and and it's i don't know why it's this the last especially like the last week and it's a little bit with the other health stuff that we'll go into our, our, our health stuff that we'll go into later i've really suddenly gone like i really like damn i need to like think about this like and i was i'm not wasn't great for recycling now the bits of cardboard went out it's but it's it's quite difficult in a flat but it's probably just an excuse so i've bought this like three-tiered thing and i'm like oh i'm gonna do this recycling thing i'm gonna start trying to do my bit um really try and understand like my impact so you know i'm changing my diet a little bit to make you know i'm not going to go full vegetarian but i will you know i don't need to have like chicken every day i can swap that out for beans and lentils that have just got as much protein and it's just as tasty but have much less impact on the environment and i think i'm hoping that within at least my lifetime evgeny i hope your question doesn't come true because i th- i think I'd much rather make sure that the environment that we have today is correct so I don't need to go and live it on a virtual thing. That was a very long-winded way of saying I care about the environment and and I don't want it to die. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree with you. I agree with everything that you've said. And that kind of... That switch, flipping Mm. that switch of... Oh, damn you know, I need to start thinking about these things and I need to do something about it everybody needs to have that that switch of thinking hmm. now <clears throat> that becomes increasingly important the higher up you go in the in inverted commas food chain <laughs> in society so the likes of Jeff Bezos for example you know how much serious thought is he putting into um the impact of next day delivery or same day delivery or Hmm. um, items that are not grouped so for example if you you can order something on Amazon then an hour later order something else yes an hour after that order something else an hour after that order something else and you can and you can do that you're well within your rights to do that Hmm. and if you order 10 things over the course of 10 hours the delivery driver will turn up to your house 10 times probably um and in the meantime he's going up to space in a rocket that's shaped like a man's like borat would say like a man's chram shaped like a man's chram you know how is that helping the environment just because you want to go into space well you know whoop-de-doo and now he's taking other people up into space and you think of just the amount of the amount of damage that that is doing yeah you know that there was something interesting. Somebody was talking about um, somebody who's being interviewed in, ahead of COP26, and they said, "Yeah, you know, you have to. The, the people, the wealthiest on this planet, need to have a serious think about what they're doing mm. with their super yachts. Apparently, there's something like quarter of a million private jets, Oof. and 
those private jets with the frequency of usage you know churn out a lot of pollutants into into the atmosphere you know all of these things it all yeah. you it have all to think up. about all it all adds up mm. you know you got you got hotels for example the burj al arab hotel it prides it's always prided itself on being the only world's only seven star hotel and and depending on where you stay in that hotel if you're like a top paying guest they will apparently they've got a policy that will get you anything you want so you can say i want strawberries from wiltshire <laughs> and they'll and i want it tomorrow and they'll, and they'll get it for you really wow yeah yeah you know it, it's this kind of we it's just live in a society where people just don't give a monkey they don't they're, they're not thinking about anything apart from what they want in the here and now you know, I yeah i want i want i want and then yeah it's like, okay what are the consequences of this yeah and and it's going to be something i i want to kind of correct in myself in terms of like you know i have amazon prime and i'm like well i don't really watch anything on amazon prime i just use it for the prime thing and then i was like yeah but i could just i could just wait like a day like an extra day it's all that just you know that 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 thing and i was like so you know and then that's less money going to amazon's pocket which you know and some people may perceive that just being a good thing um you know that shopping local that that things like that yeah, and yeah. it's going to take me a little bit of effort and i'm not going to figure it all out overnight and i'm not going to be perfect you know there's there's some things i'm not perfect with in terms of you know I'm, I'm aware that my car usage is a little bit excessive at the moment and things like that but no but dom you're thinking about it Yes, you're thinking that the switch has flipped. You're thinking yeah. about it. That's that's key. That's, that's the important thing. It's no a, one's it's asking for perfection. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, you know, and then you also have to think, and that, and then that's when you, I, you know, you become a little bit frustrated. And Yevgeny, you've kind of maybe put us into a little bit of a deep hole. But the put the, the you think then, well, you know, actually, my difference is negligible, like completely negligible, and it's a, a, a and. Uh, and and that's it's a it's a real kind of shame in terms of you know you think about the big companies that could really make a difference and change um have you been to the cinema recently no okay so there's an advert going on at the cinema at the moment which is um uh they get a bunch of kids um they're sort of and they're and it's a call out about climate change and they're going well what are you you know what are you gonna do or the question is put to the kids, what should we do to fix climate change? And there's loads of, you know, they say things like, stop cutting down our forests and stuff. And then about halfway through the advert, there's a guy, one of the kids, he just goes, well, I don't know, I'm only six, you figure it out. And it's such a poignant thing, and this is why I like poignant questions, that it's like, if, if we've got that kind of level of, misrepresented thought into the way that companies operate you know we are going to end up in this kind of the only way to survive or to be happy would be to have this meta level of of um of like video games to just purely put us in a i would rather of, not be alive yeah exactly frankly. yeah yeah i think it's a scary <clears throat> thing um and i enjoy a video game but i'm not sure i i, I could make it my social network as well no that would be a bit dodgy. Yevgeny, we're deep in this hole. We yeah. need a rope ladder. <laughs> we need you to lower the rope ladder. Help us out. 
He's going to be gutted as well a little bit because I know mm-hmm. that um, one of his one of, uh, um, he he does enjoy when it makes him laugh because <laughs> he has a quite a long commute from where he is. Okay. And I was like, I was like, oh, and, I, and I've, got, I've just gone into something. I'm sorry, Evgeny, we haven't probably made you laugh that much during your question, but it was a really good question. It really made us think. It was a very good question. We are deep in the hole. It's cold down here. It's dark. <laughs> and I'm getting a bit scared now. Quick, Evgeny. Quick. <laughs> We're coming out. Yeah, We're coming out. We're coming out. Where are you? <laughs> Sorry. And just for on the record, I still owe you a beer, Yevgeny, so you can't get out of it now because it's on it's on public record. <laughs> so bring that rope ladder. <laughs> you bring the rope ladder, I'll drink the beer. <laughs> right. <clears throat> question four. So question four comes from um uh lady I know called Jenny. Um and you know her sister because her sister is Laura. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, to Jenny is uh, someone that does uh, taekwondo with me. Um, she is fabulous. She is brilliant. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, but she, uh, uh, but she is a Jenny, so she does scare the living bejesus out of me. Because anyone with the name Jenny is scary, and I've not yet to be disproven with that. Um, in a good way, she scares me. Uh, she have. Uh, asked have you watched lioness the nicholas adams story the answer should be yes discuss and i put an expansion on this because i haven't watched it um and i thought and i thought it'd be a really good interesting kind of topic to discuss well a so we're going to add that so what's that now that's uh step brothers treasure planet shrek 2 nicola adams it's a little bit of a mixture there isn't it (laughs) it's a bit of a medley a bit of a smorgasbord of viewing (laughs) oh i do love a good smorgasbord um so I've put like expand to maybe just who inspires us perhaps so we can compare and just see you know what drives us through the day oh me me go first I'll go first yeah you go for it um so um I was it was really interesting so I, I've stuck to athletes for the moment so I've stuck to the two athletes that inspire me the most at the moment one is very poignant to the previous one who I'll bring up second. Um, the first person that inspires me from like a health and fitness perspective is a guy called Ross Edgley. Um, who do you know? No. So Ross Edgley is the first man to swim around the UK. Okay. So uh, what is it? Something like 1700 miles yeah just day after day get in a boat swim and literally swim around the uk so all the way along the south coast all the way around between ireland in the irish sea over the top of scotland and then back down excuse me the east coast cross kind of cross like the dover um crossing so through the shipping lanes and then back in um started i think he started in brighton um, which I think is where he started it. I'm really Google so, him. Ross, Ross Edgley. Edgley. Okay. Um, and he looks in. He is physically insane. Um, but he's done oh. loads of things. Yes, I know who you mean. Yeah, Didn't yeah. His tongue swell up. His tongue fell off. In the process of fe- oh. So um, yeah, yeah. So I so I've got three of his books. Um, the first book's called The World's Fittest Man. Um, and he, um, this was like pre doing the, 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 the longest swim. 
um and he talks about because he's done like triathlon carrying a carrying like a half ton tree stump or something ridiculous like that um he's done a marathon pulling a mini cooper um yeah he's 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 an insane athlete he's he's ridiculous um i claim that he has a major advantage over me because he's only five foot eight so anything that requires power and 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 speed he's 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 condensed i've got this like six foot three gangly giraffe figure to kind of loll around but but he's my he's he's one of my biggest inspirations purely from a physical feat perspective and because he's just genuinely a nice guy and a bit nuts a Um, bit nuts well there's a brilliant YouTube video where Eddie Hall, who's one of the strongmen, and him go swimming um, in uh, the in a lake, which is what Ross Edgley does for fun. Um, but it's 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 like January, <laughs> so it's it's open water swimming like January. Um, and uh, if you didn't know, Eddie Hall, despite being you know what is he probably like 150 kilos now. Um, he he used to be a swimmer as well so it was actually reasonably matched but yeah um it it looked cold but for some strange reason the only thing that uh, ross edgley like insisted on having so he's in a pair of like budgie smuggler trunks <laughs> and a and a woolly hat with a bobble on it <laughs> and you say he's a bit nuts he's a bit nuts um but yeah then his second book he writes the second book while he's doing the swim so he goes through all the bits the problems that he had so apparently he um his entire body shape changed he lost something like three inches around his legs because he just wasn't squatting and things like that and grew like three inches on his shoulders because he was just constantly doing that for and he was talking about you know how the the body adapts and things like that and he goes into some other stuff so i think his his father was diagnosed with cancer during the trip so he talks about some of the mental side of stuff that he had to really do and to really focus on and get through um and yeah it talks about how the salt water basically made his tongue fall off um and 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 things like that so it, it's 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 brutal what it goes through and his newest book which i've just got um is basically the bit after so um he's um completely he completely tore away the muscle in his shoulder or realized he had um a, apparently something like three quarters of the way through the swim um and carried on but didn't really notice it because he's just so strong so he's had surgery and now it's all about recomposition his body because apparently he couldn't really walk because he hadn't done any walking for uh 170 days or something so yeah nuts man absolutely nuts which is nice <laughs> and then my second one which goes back to Yevgeny's one and i realized i've done a lot of talking so apologies listeners you've got to listen to my <laughs> my droning voice um lewis hamilton is a big inspiration at the moment for me um because and everybody will go oh god i can't believe that <laughs> but, uh, surprise surprise well formula one <laughs> I, I so i'm a big formula one fan i will admit that but i will die on i will fight people to the death over this <laughs> everybody gives lewis hamilton a really bad name because when he, in his early years he was he was in his early years a massive massive yeah you know you you put you you your choice of words he was you know he was kind of got caught up in that celebrity life especially early 
um, Formula One, like uh, when he won this his first world championship, like second year. Um, but what he's doing now, both in terms of his athleticism from recovering from COVID and is still challenging, you know, for titles, to having the most amount of wins and equal number of world championships, his campaign for you know. Um, human rights whether in Qatar at the moment and um, all his uh, work with like the Black Lives Matter and the Hamilton Commission um, and then like his advocacy you know he he got rid of his private jet and things because because of the environment and you know Formula One is like probably one of the least environmentally friendly sports that you could do um, especially but they're also but he's really like pushing to make sure that it's they call it net zero so it's not like you're not outputting anything it's just that everything you output you right. you come back okay. so yeah I, I've talked a long time so I've just gone but yeah those are the two that at the moment are my big kind of yes if I'm going to be like anybody I'd like to be like that I'll never achieve that by the way but <laughs> um <clears throat> So Lewis Hamilton, he is amazing. Mm. Like him or hate him, mm. he is amazing. You can't take away from his achievements and yeah, yeah hundred and one wins, hundred and two poles, oh, seven world God. championships. <sighs> can't argue with that. He's, and, he's phenomenal. And I don't know if you watched this weekend just gone. So this weekend just gone was the Brazil Grand Prix, where he made up twenty five positions over uh 95 laps i you know yeah the guy you, you do you just get these people that are super sports people don't you you get mm. lewis hamilton's one of them um you've got um i was watching this this a documentary on ronaldo again again love him or hate him yeah but you watch his skills on the pitch yeah and what he's done with different clubs in different leagues across the world yeah some of the the goals that he's scored you just think what the actual hell how has he done that so ronaldo is one of those people you know they always do the messi ronaldo like comparison and i'm just like you can't come you you can you can compare obviously but Messi is this nat is this natural gift. He's been he has been gifted. And don't get me wrong, he works hard, but Ronaldo really what isn't that naturally gifted? He is insane in terms of his fitness levels. Oh, um incredible. And just so I, I watch um a podcast another podcast. I've watched too many podcasts. Um uh well it's, it's it's a YouTube channel. Um Ben Foster, who's the goalkeeper for Watford used to play at um, Manchester United at one point very briefly for um, uh, f- with Ronaldo and there's this there's this rumor that apparently Ronaldo when Ronaldo turned up um, everyone was like watching Ronaldo to see what he ate and and to make sure that they you know because they want to be like him and what his training regime is and things like that and um, he was looking they were watching him and apparently Ronaldo didn't have pudding so nobody else from the <laughs> nobody else from the team had pudding 
Um, and it's become a little bit of a meme recently when, when Ben Foster watched this because Ben Foster still has pudding, even though he's, you know, he's a Premier League goalie. I know Watford are fourth from bottom, but he's still a Premier League goalie and very fit. Um, but, you know, his, pu- his pudding is, you know, strawberries and like fat free yogurt, if you know what I mean. It's not like it's a slab of cake or anything like that. Or a kilogram bar of dairy milk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is my, my cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm googling all these people because I can't. I don't know. I, I recognise him now, Ben Foster. Yeah, he used to play for England a long yeah. while ago. Yeah. Um, but but he's a similar age to Ronaldo, and you think you know, goalies usually have a bit more longevity because they aren't as active and running, and and it's something I'm suffering with in in my taekwondo career, if you call it. You know, I'm not. 18 19 i can just go right let's go bang there's a there's a kick at head height i'm more like hang on a minute these hips are gonna take like you know steady on here folks i need a <laughs> i need a bit of time here. A warm up here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a warm-up and then, and then you know how long's your warm-up how long's the lesson an hour <laughs> well, i might be warm by the end of it <laughs> give me 45 minutes yeah and and actually you know jenny's put this question jenny's a really good example of someone who she's kept her body in for taekwondo in a really good state she's got that longevity and 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 you know well maybe in the health section it's another bit i've really been looking at the longevity of what i can do um because you know my, my body is i've had a lot of injuries and you know i want to actually be able to still walk in 10 years time yeah yeah absolutely Yeah, there's a lot to be said, but we'll, I'll save it for later. But yeah, um, what was the question? It was about heroes. 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 Who, who inspires me? Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Um, I know it sounds cliche. It does sound really cliche, but I think it's because I've read so many books about the Second World War. Okay. Um, and books about the second world war from from across every theater from every angle and then i think of you you think of the people who well i mean who inspired you know there are so many people to choose from Mm. winston churchill is one Mm. mahatma gandhi's another Mm -hmm. you know just people who have that courage and that ability to be able to to inspire people get people to um to have faith and stick together and to to hold things together to inspire a whole movement to to be instigators for a whole paradigm shift in thinking Mm. i mean that's you know that's incredible and we don't have i don't feel that we have enough of those role models not today not today no no and it's interesting how you look back in time, you look back over the last hundred years, and there are a lot of very inspirational people. And you look now, and it's just a throwaway Instagram sort of temporary disposable kind of culture, very mm. superficial, artificial. You know who believes in anything anymore you know constantly being bombarded with um with politicians who actually don't care they're in the pockets of 
governments that are in the pockets of organizations organizations that are corrupt that are doing the wrong thing mm. you know basically when you mm. look around the world now it's just all about the people with the power and the influence and the organizations with the power and the influence no one's really doing anything for 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 the common good anymore the people mm. who are in real positions to be able to make a difference and quite frankly you know donating a bit of money here and there to charity and doing a bit of a photo shoot and doing a couple of interviews to kind of show you know that they are philanthropic and you know they care it's not enough it's not yeah, no. enough no, no no and and it's interesting you mentioned winston churchill obviously he wasn't perfect but no not at all but we not at all we still don't ha i don't think we we don't have a political person of that caliber no, that i no can way. think of i no think the, the closest person i can think of at the moment like present that's still currently in politics is maybe merkel from in germany maybe just yeah i i can't even comment on that because i just don't see anybody that i mean who was the oh it's really bad really bad i forget his name he was an ex-royal marine and he was um head of the liberal democrats for a while paddy ashdown oh wow okay we're still going yeah, back came, though yeah still going back but he came pretty close yeah he, he had yeah. very strong beliefs very strong values he held firm on so many things that he believed in you didn't have to agree with everything mm. that he believed in he wasn't perfect either but he was inspiring you know um and yeah this is deep mm. i'm loving it where's, where's yevgeny with his rope <laughs> yeah still waiting yevgeny, yevgeny. Come, come and get us yevgeny um it's yeah i i um i would love to see because i don't think it would take a lot right i think i think you need that catalyst that catalyst would be someone who's going to come along with the right messaging have the right presence at the right mm. time i'm hoping this might never happen in fact mm. the chances of it happening i think personally because I think maybe because of my age and my cynicism, I'm a half empty kind of half empty glass kind <laughs> of guy, guy when it comes to humankind. So the chances of this happening are slim, but you need somebody to come along to say, do you know what? I'll tell you what's cool. What's cool is not money. It's not being famous. It's not being rich. It's not being, not trying to, you know, to, to, um, you know it's not love island for goodness sake and it's not becoming a rock star or a film mm, star yeah what's cool is is actually doing something where you're making a big difference to the planet to the environment to i to save I, animals you know whatever it yeah. is just something like that where people go oh, yeah what an inspiration we, we haven't got that yeah and i like the term um anonymous kindness which is like the opposite of what our current culture seems to be. Hmm. It's like, if I've done some, you know, if you've done something kind, it has to be on video. If yeah. you've, <clears throat> or, you know, if, it's, if you want to do something horrible, you know, that's when you hide it away. Um, and it's, it's like this, there's no, there's no default kindness on in some, in, in 
as a group like i think that you know 80 percent of people are probably you know pretty kind and that they you know they they end up being anonymous and they have that anonymity of kindness but you don't hear about it and then in the right context or you end up you end up with these showboaters that go look i'm kind and then they stick it on video and it's like well that's it kind of defeats the object so i'm not quite sure where i'm going with this point so i'm let me feel this out a little bit but it's it's that there's just not enough kindness in the world there's just not enough kind of you know consideration for your for the other person um and you know i'm i'm not perfect there was somebody cut me up today on the way back from from where i was earlier and um I'm not going to lie, I called him a rude word because it was a ridiculous move. But, you know, when I did take a little bit of a step back and go home, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it was, you know, maybe he was distracted. Maybe, you know, he's had a bad day. Maybe, you know, you you, you have to think about it. And, you know, I, I, look, I look internally to myself when that happened and I go, I want to be a better person. Now, actually, I've not harmed him by because I'm in my car and he's in his car and he can't see or hear me. So, it, you know, sometimes a relief of frustration is not the end of the world. But it's just, it's 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 that, h- how do you get that collectively as a society? And I don't think there's anyone that really could, pol- in a political sense, could pull us together like that. Um, and I think there's some insp- a massively inspirational athletes and, um, and certain celebrities in certain areas that, that, are trying and i think there is a little bit of change coming on because of this whole there's a bit more recognition around it but we shall see i whether whether it's in our lifetimes i don't know so the person that i would say i admire the most is greta thunberg Mm. if you think about how we're going to solve the problems that that's facing us we've got quite frankly just nutters now in the east and west in charge and it's it's just there's so much just dick measuring going on <laughs> i'm going to build more nuclear missiles i've got a faster nuclear missile we've got more warships we're going to you know xi jinping is talking about taking back taiwan you've got all the problems in in you know with uh ukraine and and you know with russia and mm. you know putin flexing his muscles and everything's just some bloody power play and then in amongst all this like cop 26 but you kind of think well who's gonna who's gonna actually stick to what they've committed to you need somebody inspiring not to us not to me and you you need Mm. somebody who's going to inspire all these nutters the likes of trump and biden and quite frankly you know I, i don't have the time of day for any of them no, any of them i've not had a not, t- not not boris not biden not putin not she yeah. you know they're, they're all in my books they're just all it's just a, this is just a stupid game to them they're, they're, yeah. they're just pathetic yeah. but you need to get them around a table and they need a jolt they need somebody to say to them you know you, you you're all you all of you need to just wake up you need yeah. to wake up it's like rearranging deck chairs on the titanic although it, it's it's more bizarre than that it's actually getting into a bare knuckle boxing match on the titanic and really caring about who wins the bare bare knuckle boxing match when you know you're all gonna drown because you can't be bothered to do anything about the sinking boat i mean it's just ridiculous um yeah. i feel I really passionately about this yeah and i i, I do <clears throat> I, I think 
I am becoming more and more passionate about it. Definitely, I think is the is the the best. I sound really choked up, but that's just purely because I'm just <clears throat> excuse me. Um, no, I, I I'm becoming more more passionate about this. I think I think and I think and the hope is if you know if somebody is I was about to say stubborn as myself. No, let's not let's not be too negative about myself. Somebody who's was just wasn't quite trying as much as he probably could, and I'm you know going oh yeah maybe I should do, I, I can do more. You know, I can make a few sacrifices here and there. I think we should. And and I, I'm hoping if, if I can, then perhaps other people can. And it's at that point where the enough of the of the average human intelligence realise one way. Because at the moment, all of the average human intelligence seems to just be on the, well all of these people above me are being selfish so therefore I have to be selfish that's uh, that's how it's yeah, going I think yeah where are the role models yeah who's leading by example nobody yeah, yeah. it's all pay your taxes this you know help clean up the environment that deforestation this and it's it's exhausting it's exhausting so yeah. sorry Jenny we went really deep on your question as well I hope you forgive us but I hope but I I will add the I will add that to the to the um watch list i think um i do like a good inspirational program yeah um, and i pulled it up but um we we, we do impl- we're, gonna, we're gonna have to add it along with treasure planet oh sorry step brothers treasure planet shrek 2 and and this <laughs> so <laughs> make the list question five so um I, i've this is, this is a corker of a question um and you're very intrigued by <laughs> the person so i've just written down samwise um samwise is a is a love she's a lovely lovely person um i love samwise um but uh so her 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 nickname has come from the uh from from the uh, lord of the rings trilogy because well ish um because there's a couple of other there's, a, there's loads of other fi- there's loads of films where the supporting character is also called Sam so um, I'm just trying to think of what the three that normally get put in the meme and it's like the hero always needs a Sam and that's okay. always the joke the hero always it was like we as friends always needed a Sam and then yeah we just you just extend it to Samwise um, but it does also help that she's only five foot two and the most upset that she got was at, um, one of our friends wedding we had a photo together um, and I I'm obviously I'm a foot taller than her so it does look a little bit ridiculous because I also have like I've got like small heels on my shoes because i'm in smart boots um and i am significantly taller than her um and the running joke is well next time we'll get a box similar to the lord of the rings scene where yes that's right legolas goes shall i describe it to you or shall i find you a box (laughs) movie quote number three of this (laughs) um so yeah that's why samwise is called samwise and i'm not the only one that calls her samwise um but uh, her question for question five is if you could dispose of any liquid from your fingers, what would it be and why? I love this. It's so left field. Like, it's a little bit different compared to what we've got. So, I. Well, so it's interesting. I, 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 I've written down anything, but I've got one rule 
The rule right. is is that I can I can uh, also shoot it out as if it was a water pistol, <laughs> so I can be like, yes, like a super soaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> okay. But if you had to choose one liquid, I mean, it's really tough. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, you could go for some. You know, water would be a really good one because, you know, water's pretty, pretty, pretty versatile. But I was also thinking, could you do like wine? It's too obvious. Water. Mm. Well, so can you imagine if you could produce fresh, pure water mm. from your finger, the tip of your uh, finger, whenever you wanted like to? That would, that's a game changer, right there. Yeah. I mean, I think that would probably. I mean, I, I basically said, yeah, shoot it like a pistol <laughs> or like a pressure washer. Yeah, pressure washer. <laughs> yeah. What, hose down your patio? <laughs> Get rid of um, moss? Oh, no, I wouldn't. Your window sills? Yeah, I want to do it on my car. Car's been yeah, sat car, under the tree and the moss has all grown, like where you roll down the window and stuff like that. So, Samwise had a bonus question, which I th- we both said we think we've answered, but we will. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I, this. I'm going to use it as blackmail. I hope you appreciate it, Samwise. I'm answering the question again. <laughs> so I expect extra cake at your uh, at your wedding, Nathan. This mm, year. Cake. Um, so bonus question: Would we rather fight a group of uh, horse-sized, no, uh, duck-sized horses, or would we fight a horse-sized duck? And I even remember what I said. I said, I don't want to fight either of them because I'm terrified of horses. Yeah, and I remember, I think I said, I'd rather take my chances fighting a horse-sized duck because then if I manage to kill it, imagine all the crispy duck pancakes <laughs> yes. you can make with that. Yeah. So that's my answer. That was my answer the first time round. I'm sticking to it the second time round. I'm not sure I've got the cojones to um, to actually kill an animal like one on one like that. No, I haven't. That's not. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I'd never do it. If I had to survive out in the wild, I'd be eating vegetables and <clears throat> and plants. And there's no way I'd kill an animal. Full Sorry. bear grills to drink in your own piss. Which is <laughs> sterile. Supposedly. I, I don't really care to find out. No, neither do I. Question six. Um, so this one and the next one um, have actually been sent in by my 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 mother, who um, she uh, one of the quotes that my my mum did send to me was um, I think I sent it to you earlier in the in the week. <laughs> she says that she wants to adopt Laura from the previous the previous podcast because she says that she's got the best idea when it comes to flat pack furniture. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate flat pack furniture. Anyway. The first, the first one. She's put. She it said soaps, and I read that, and I was thinking, "Hang on a minute, where's this going?" But she means in terms of the program. Do either of you watch them? Whether it's because you enjoy them or made to, what program would you never miss? I cannot stand soaps. It's a running Neither joke. It's a running joke in the family where I will go to my mother and she'd be like oh I'm watching Corrie I'm like nobody gives a monkeys about Corrie <laughs> like it should just be banned um, and so yeah I there is not a single soap opera television that I watch no my mum my mum loves soaps and she loves Neighbours which believe it or not is still going 
I know that they they've I all been going for years. It's unbelievable. The thing is, they have actors on it as well that are in it for like, you know, oh, seventy years, and I'm like, yeah. I know. It's I'd insane. Have retired. <laughs> the only soap I ever enjoyed was El Dorado, and that's only because it was set in Spain, and I just <laughs> love the fact that it was set in Spain, and I, I just thought, oh, you know, it's so grey, cold, miserable typical British weather that's just crap all year round <laughs> and that was like the only bit of escapism was like, oh look, Costa del Sol <laughs> so I, I I liked El Dorado for that I, so, because my, my mum did text me and she was like you know, that includes things like Casualty and Holby, so oh. I watch programmes for escapism so I want to see the stupid stuff you know yeah. That's why I enjoy things like, you know, Top Gear and if I'm going to watch anything like similar to that, you know, I want to be able to take a £200,000 supercar and slide it around a track. Yes, I know I talked about the environment. It's not very good, but you know, <laughs> entertainment value, etc., etc. Anyway, bite me. But <laughs> bite me. I, I can't watch Holby and Casualty because they end up being too realistic. And, and I'm really squeamish, so I don't like that. And then things like Coronation Street, I just think... Oh man, just stop. Like no amount of neighborhood would have that much drama and if it did, like the people would have just been put down by now. Yeah, and East Enders for example is really depressing. You know, who who's just I think, oh god, yeah, I'm mortgaged to the hilt, I'm really stressed, I'm depressed, I'm having this problem, that problem. I know what I'll do. I'll watch a program about where those problems. Have exactly the same, the same problems, problems as me. Yay! Oh, it's so depressing. And to make that kind of commitment, we can you don't know if there's any end to this bloody thing. It just goes a week in, week Coronation out. Coronation Street's on three times a week. For goodness sake. An hour and a half of my life I could get, but you know. <sighs> just, just just no mother, no. I'm sorry, Dom's mum. does does your um uh does your wife or daughter do either of them watch anything like that? Nope. Thank goodness. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other half of the question, what programme would you never miss? I really struggled with this. Well, I used to love Takeshi's Castle, so it's got nothing to do with soaps. <laughs> but I love Takeshi's Castle and I, I oh I love Takeshi's Castle. I watched every episode of Takeshi's Castle. I couldn't miss it. If it was on I'd have to watch it, even the repeats. And it drove <laughs> Chloe insane to the point she really got angry i did not expect that as a choice that was just so i was like no, that was not what i yeah. expected <laughs> i love takeshi's castle but oh. but with uh craig charles yeah craig charles the craig charles commentary that's I, that's the funniest i mean i love it but it wouldn't be say something i could you know i could you know i'm not going to sit there and wait for it to come on television there wasn't really anything i I mean, we're a bit blessed these days with things like Netflix and stuff. Yeah, you don't, that's true. You can't really miss a TV program. I mean, when it was on Game of Thrones, oh, that was the only thing I was religious on. Um, yeah, and then, good. then promptly, nearly threw myself out the window after the final episode. But don't talk to me about the final episode. Just, yeah, it's, that's. A, I cannot. Still to this day, cannot believe what they did. Yeah, and just it hurts or, myself. More to the point, didn't do. Yeah. Um, and then, but the only thing that then comes close to that now is a bit of a cop out. 
the MCU, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm a bit more like, I can't miss a film or a TV program around that. But again, that's going to the cinema and, and you know, a TV show like once every two weeks. It's not... Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know anything about it to comment on that. Oh, yeah. Honest. It's about the only thing I'm... I, I'm I'm into, I suppose. Okay. I mean, even like even the F one, I don't watch that that religiously. Really? Oh, I no. thought you did. I like I'll watch the races, but I don't tend to watch like the practices and the qualifying. Yeah, qualifying and, and all of that. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I have missed one race, but then I was traveling, so I couldn't. But um, so, yeah, it's. I wouldn't say there is anything for me. Okay. Really. Really. Question seven. Um, what did you want to be when you were younger and which of them did you realise you were totally unsuited for and why? So background to this, my mum picked up on um, the radio DJ that I've always wanted to be and she said the other one that you always wanted to be, which I, I do remember, um, is I always wanted to be an astronaut. Now the astronaut is really easy to pinpoint when I realised I couldn't be an astronaut was when I stepped on that damn boat going to the Isle of Barra and was instantaneously seasick before it even left the oh. damn port. And I went, <laughs> probably don't have the stomach to be an astronaut, let's be totally honest around here. Yeah, there's... The astronauts are pretty incredible. I've watched documentaries of them. There was one, I can't remember which Gemini mission it was, where the craft went into the spin. Mm-hmm uncontrolled spin yeah and they had and like the a consistent force to, oh and the astronaut had to had to wrestle control yeah of that ship back but but you know this is real life stuff yeah. this is heavy shit and this thing's going round. you know the horizon's just going round and round pulling just, you know five oh, or six g oh yeah and I'm, I'm feeling sick just thinking about it but it went yeah. on for minutes mm. and Oh yeah, that's they're, they're they're incredible. The astronauts are incredible. Would I still like to work for NASA? Yes. Yeah. Do I think I could work for NASA or equivalent? Possibly. It's not completely still out the realms of po- you know possibility. I don't think so. Anyway. I mean, I could do it if they had a job where, for example, you had to like push a trolley for the post. I mean, I'd sweep the floor. Yeah, I'd flip burgers. But I mean, actually, I mean, that was always a, it was always the example I used is that, you know, if you spoke to the um, the janitor at, at NASA and said, what are you trying to do? He'd say, I'm trying to put a man on the moon. You know, everyone had that same mission. So, yeah. But yeah, that's when I lost the ability to be an astronaut was, yeah, when I, um, when I, when I did that. What about you, Joe? So... Always wanted to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be an actor as well. But these are all kind of, you know, pipe dreams. Mm. I, well, they were always pipe dreams because my parents were never going to entertain any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So my my parents are always like, well, you're going to become a doctor, dentist, lawyer, you know, or or nothing. <laughs> okay. 
Um, that's kind I think, of. I think yeah. my mum will probably go. Whew, we did okay with our children. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. I remember reading a quote when uh, I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it's true, but I remember reading it where uh, one a, a, a four year old says to their says to their mum or sis, older sister, um, they want to be an astronaut, and um, and they turn around and said, "Well, you've got a." Um, train really hard you've got to learn loads of complicated maths you've got to got pass you know a test to be a part you know test to be it um and something else and um and the four-year-old just basically goes yeah, that's only four things and you think about it you think well yes i mean that's quite a nice purist <laughs> way of yeah. putting it things um and I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily say what what your yourself and the and your quiz uh, and, and and the person you do the quiz is. I don't know. Wouldn't say what you do there is acting, but I suppose it is. It's God. No, that's definitely <laughs> not acting. It's probably more. Way, akin, it's more probably more akin to being a butcher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're we're taking really good scenes and putting them through a mincing machine. Yes. That just comes out it's like in some indescribable mushy patty. Yeah. But pilot? When did you realise you couldn't be a pilot? Or was it just not yeah. an, an idea that was entertained? It was again not an idea that was entertained. But I I think you know you have to be quite studious to A level standards. You've got to be quite good with physics and maths and yeah, I wasn't Stuff. too much hard too much hard work and and I'm one I'm not determined enough and two not clever enough to do it hmm. so i just made peace with the fact that i'm just too thick to be a pilot <laughs> too thick and lazy to be a pilot so um and being an actor is not something that i i, I think i really i think i probably would have given that a serious go if my parents for example had said well fine okay and they'd kind of, that was something they'd encouraged or um made made some up or helped me with some opportunities and things but there was no way they were going to do that they're proper old school mm. but I, I do like good acting I, I do appreciate good acting it annoys me when I see when I watch a film and I think oh you know for goodness sake you know <laughs> they're, 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 they're not making any effort they're just reading a script and they're just reading off the script or they're, they're you know they're just regurgitating the script literally putting no effort into it whatsoever so I, I love it when you see good actors and by actors I mean actors and actresses obviously obvious yeah. but when they is when there they a do... gender neutral term I mean we're, we're both very yeah I don't know up. actually yeah is there a I gender think... neutral term it feels like I think actors... it's got to be act actors yeah well actors to me feels similar to that you know to people using guys and things like that which yeah okay we're, we're well, going when... way off topic here this is something i'm very passionate about recently so yeah when i say actors i i mean actors and actresses so yeah. i'm talking about a collective i, I mean you, you've got some phenomenal mm. phenomenal actors and actresses mm. just doing an amazing job but it's yeah 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 i so mean that, that's it for me I mean, the movie industry to me always still fascinates me as well. It's another. There's um. There's three industries that I'd love to work in, and I and I don't know whether my most recent kind of job move may limit some of that, uh, because of where I've got gone to. But I'd love to work in the movie industry, you know. And I'm not necessarily saying like an actor or an extra or anything like that. Like I love to, 
you know, there's all the CGI stuff and, you know, I'd love to be a part of that process. Um, I, I'd still like to work for something like NASA. I'd love to work for a, like a, an aeronautical agency, so to speak. Um, and the other one I've always wanted to work for is a charity um, mm. in, in whatever capacity, you know, when I was a, so my previous job role was a developer, you know, I'd love to just, you know, got to the stage where I was comfortable with money. I was like, right, I'm just going to go and use my skills to help a charity, you know, whether it's on, you know, develop whatever application it needed to be. And, and, right. and so, uh, you know, I, I say I've given up on some of these, but, you know, maybe that maybe you they've still gone. still do that. To, There's still yeah. opportunities to do that There's, without necessarily giving up what you're doing now. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think is, yeah. is beautiful about it is that while we all want that, I think, you know, selfishly, we all want a little bit of that um like f f fame so to speak you know you want to be a famous pilot a famous astronaut you know you want to be a you know an, a an actor or an actress um but i've kind of changed mine to be i'd happily work just like uh you know as part of that process and then radio dj look what we're doing now even if nobody listens to it <laughs> uh, that's not true though you see that's not true we do have listeners we do have listeners um and we have had some good feedback and we appreciate the feedback some yes, of it makes you. me some of it makes me laugh a lot <laughs> i mean a lot question eight you're gonna have to go for this one this one's from from you jerry oh you haven't got the form have you yeah i haven't got the form no uh, but i think i know which one it's okay. gonna be so it's from snake eyes a, so, yeah so you might have to explain that bit okay um, can Dom dunk a basketball? Yes. <laughs> so I've got a friend that wanted to remain anonymous. Okay. And I came up with the name Snake Eyes. Right. I couldn't think of. They said, oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable having my name on the phone. I said, that's fine. Yeah. So I said, choose a name, nickname. And they said, oh, I don't know. And I said, what about Snake Eyes? <laughs> I said, all right, that will do. They kind of laughed and then I don't think they... So they'll, they'll be listening to us thinking, oh, for goodness sake, he's got a new snake eyes. What an idiot. Um, so, yeah. You've got to love friends like that that just bring yeah. you down to earth. Oh. I have many of them. I appreciate and love all of you. <laughs> I did try and warn this person that I was going to use it. And now I'm using it. So, yeah, over to you, Dom. Cause so I've written down. Eight foot four, aren't you? So you, can, <laughs> you should be able to. It's interesting. So... I actually put some thought into this. <laughs> a little bit of a thought into this. Uh, so a basketball hoop is 10 foot off the air. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have a, we do have a, t there is a 10 foot basketball hoop in the Taekwondo hall. Okay. Now I can jump and touch the ring of that basketball hoop so uh for some strange reason and i have absolutely zero percent knowledge why i'm good at this because you know normally you have to train to be a good jumper um and by jumper i mean yeah, you, you know getting off the floor not not the cozy thing that you wear on winter <laughs> days um i'd be a terrible one of them because i'm i'm all stringy um but i am also six foot three so i'm of, of reasonable height um so I can jump and touch a ring of a basketball hoop, the 10 footer. Um, now, could I get a basketball up and over? Probably not. So I don't think I could dunk it, but I could definitely sort of be like, 
it's it's sort of like tip it tip it in just tip it in just tap it in just tap it in and that one's from happy gilmore by the way that movie quote <laughs> So that's number that's number five of the things that you need to watch. Just tap it <laughs> in. Can't repeat. Can't repeat most of the other quotes from that film. It's a great no. film. Um, stupid, stupid film, but I love it. Makes me laugh a lot. So yeah, to answer your question, could I dunk? Could I dunk a basketball? I don't think I could. Not without a little bit of help, but I could just tap it in if tap need be. It, tap it. Just tap it in. Go in the, the, the hold your home ball. <laughs> And it's just when he then punches Bob Barker. Come on, get it wrong. But yes, there you go. I answered right. the question. Okay, Snake Eyes will be pleased. Yeah, and then Snake Eyes question number t- uh, question number two is question nine for appointed questions. How many podcasters does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Interestingly, this is quite topical because I have a broken light in my flat. Ah, but <laughs> I need to get the it on your own. Well. So it's a spotlight. Oh yeah, they're impossible. So they are impossible to change. I I ma- well, I managed to change the spotlight, but then the silver casing that holds the spotlight in just fell out of the ceiling. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's not impossible to actually do it, but then that that casing will fall off, your ceiling will fall down, <laughs> your whole apartment block will just crumble. <laughs> crumble. So I have had to contact oh, sorry, I must 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 follow up. I have had to contact my letting agency and go I can't get the damn thing back in. <laughs> so I have a light bulb that's just kind of like limp, which means that it's not quite shiny in the right place. And it's the one above the kitchen sink. So if I stand in the wrong place, I like cast a massive shadow over my kitchen sink and I can't see what I'm washing up. <laughs> so so the answer to the question is... More than it two. takes more than two. Because between you and I, we couldn't change a light bulb. Yeah, spotlight. And then I did have an alternative question. Go on then. How many podcasters does it take to put together fat fat furniture? <laughs> and Jerry's face right now. Talking about willing <laughs> podcasters, because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> don't count me in on that. No way. There are no willing podcast. There are no willing podcasters to put up flat pack furniture. Exactly. So pick your number, any number that's going to be high. A lot. Oh dear. <laughs> right, question ten. We're all on the final one. Appointed questions, and then we've got a four-hour conversation with Jerry about fragrances. Um, question ten. Uh, Lawrence uh, asks, "Would you have an egg on pe- on a pizza, and what about a burger?" I mean. I want a Jerry round here. Well, so I've kind of already had this conversation with him. Mm. And I did promise that I would try egg on a pizza, and I have. Mm-hmm. It's actually okay. Okay. I haven't had egg in a burger yet. So I've just got written down eggs are breakfast food. Like, it Lawrence. just doesn't feel right. Lawrence, eggs are a breakfast food. They are breakfast food. I mean, like, my big thing with, like, having egg on a pizza, right, so the the beauty of pizza, like, again, I, again, 
like this is the thing that I love about this podcast and this poignant questions is that I overthink all of it <laughs> and sometimes I don't even know myself where it's going so I I'm not going to apologize just bear with <laughs> um the the versatility around pizza is pizza can be eaten hot or cold yeah but if you stick an egg on it have you ever had cold egg yeah, that's not yeah, boiled egg it, that's egg. not specifically like a hard boiled egg or yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, I've never had that cold. I've never cold had a scrambled cold egg. Fried or cold. <laughs> cold fried egg. Yeah, no. It just doesn't work. So to me, putting egg on a pizza just ruins its versatility. What else would you have on the pizza with the egg? Pineapple? Hashtag <laughs> just saying fruit. <laughs> yeah, just uh, hashtag no fruit in meals. Um I don't know. It, that that's also a very good question, Dom. I don't know. And and you know, I think these are questions back to Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence, you're gonna have to then come back with counter questions. Yeah, yeah. And I know and, he's gonna I'll... listen to this podcast, so I know he's gonna and 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 Lawrence, yeah, bring it, bring it. I've got questions <laughs> for questions for days. I'm I'm that awkward sod. Let's do it. I embrace it. I embrace it. Cool. On a burger, that's just a no as well. That just that just reminds me of McMuffins, and we don't want to go down that route. <laughs> well, again, I had this conversation. I did promise him I'd try it, so I, I do need to try the egg in a burger. I haven't tried that yet. I know you can get it. But again, I just... I The burger is less offensive to me than on the pizza. I would agree with that. Mm. Don't destroy the versatility of pizza. Burgers only can be done hot and... I'd agree with that, yeah. And I can imagine a fried egg being, you know, put between, you know, an onion ring and and a, and a, and a meat patty. Yeah. Because a burger is just a glorified sandwich, and an egg and bacon sandwich is like one of the best breakfast meals that it, you can have. It is indeed, yes. So, so I think that one's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. I find it easier to get my head around egg in a burger than egg on a pizza. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. Shall <laughs> we? Shall we? Shall we dive into it? Um, We'll dive into our other topics section. So this month, um, we've just put fragrances discussion. Um, I know it's something that's really passionate, that Jerry's really passionate about. Um, I'm going to like stipulate where I am. So, and I, I explained to you, uh, we had, we had a yes, catch we up. Need set, yeah, we need to set context. We need we to need basically to... repeat what you told me. Yeah. So I have never bought aftershave. I have never had aftershave bought for me at least according to my memory i have never been to a shop and looked at aftershave and i have never purchased aftershave for anybody in a shop or external to a shop um so for everyone that goes oh you must be really smelly no 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 I, I, like deodorant yes but like not that like you know extra kind of going out layer or you know even casual just 
aftershave. So I have literally no experience. I don't know why I have no experience. I suppose it's just not something you, you know, I've been taught, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like, did I get taught to shave? Not that's, really. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it's just a thing that you just I just kind of did. So yeah, so that's the context for for how this conversation between myself and Jerry has come up. I think. It. So when I hear that, I, it almost makes me want to weep, <laughs> because, I. On the, it makes me want to weep, with sadness, but also weep with joy weep with sadness because you've missed out on all these years mm. on a whole world of fragrances but also weep with joy because it's a whole new world yet to discover a whole new yet to be world discovered. that's Lion King <laughs> add that to the list Chuck that add that to the list, list. I gotta remember um, these hang on let me remember this list Step Brothers <laughs> Treasure Planet Shrek 2 uh, the uh, Nickel Nicola Adams story uh, what was the other one a happy Gilmore and Lion Gilmore. King yeah right we're on a roll here folks so I was trying to find the quote from by Tom Ford and I can't but I'm going to just just do a summary quote which is basically what Tom Ford, the fashion designer, the world famous fashion designer said, was I would rather sacrifice expensive clothes and sacrifice anything, having a nice watch or whatever, to in favor of smelling good. So he would rather have a really good top notch fragrance and smell really good and just wear average clothes. And and I I can attest to that. Like because if I'm walking down the street and I smell, you know, you get a whiff of per perfume from someone and there is a particular type that you think, oh, they smell really good. Um, and I know in in a, in a couple of months time, we're going to do our like icks, which is the yeah. like, like things that you just think if that happens like that, but that like someone smelling good is an instant kind of, ooh, you've gone up in the you know attractiveness rating um type thing so i can understand that as, and 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 i get that i just don't i don't know why I've, i don't know why <laughs> i feel lost <laughs> dom it's a world i want you to discover <clears throat> and you're talking about ordering anxiety and and actually that when it comes to fragrances there's so much to unpack there that that they can be intimidating so if you're mm. just to walk into a, a john lewis or to walk into a Harvey Nichols or just any department store which has got any department store worth its salt which has got a really good fragrance section you literally will just be like I don't know where to start and you'll have everyone kind of swarming on you going try this try that they'll spray this spray that um, yeah. and and then what you know you don't know where to go from there and then it becomes a bit of a lottery and I'm going to say a bold statement here. My fragrance journey started many, many, many moons ago. But it, it, it's only become serious in the last couple of years. Okay. So I think I've always taken it seriously, but never really known what to do. Mm -hmm. So I started off with 
um, th there was there were some classic fragrances from the from the eighties and nineties um, that I, you know uh, Sauvage was one um, Eau Sauvage I should say there's Armani um, there's Hugo Boss um, Boss Man um, the, the Davidoff Cool Water you know that was a that was a groundbreaking like marine fragrance it's like what the hell this is just it is incredible um but in the last couple of years i've taken it seriously because i've just realized that that, that things have really evolved since then and there's so much to fragrances like i said i've got there's four pages of notes here so i'm gonna go through it all mm -hmm. and in all seriousness you're probably gonna need to take notes <laughs> <laughs> I've okay. got a podcast that I can listen to. Yeah, back. well, uh, yeah, well, that's true. And you're going to have to, uh, and and I want you to do some homework in this because I want you Ooh, to end okay. up with what I'm going to call your signature scent. I want you to find your signature scent, but it's going to oh. take you a while, Dom. Okay. You're not going to be able to do this quickly. So the key to smelling good and to finding the right scent for you is patience because it's oh, not going to just happen overnight. And, I'll tell, and one of the key things on that is, it doesn't matter where you go if you go into a boots or any departments or whatever probably 90% of the fragrances that you spray on on yourself your initial reaction will be like oh that's quite nice mm. oh yeah god that's I like that and that's not how you judge a fragrance because if you make your purchasing decision based on that which is actually one of the, the things I think is it, it, the, the, these companies especially the designers rely and they focus so much on having such a good what they call the opening yes. of the scent that you just go oh yeah lovely wow yeah I'll have a bottle of that and then you realise maybe two three hours later you think oh crap I shouldn't have bought a whole bottle of that it doesn't actually smell that great now it smells a bit mm. weird or oh I wasn't you know you'll sniff your arm and go I wasn't expecting that mm. um, so so fragrances so let's start unpacking them yes do the, it the whole world i'm so, really looking forward to this by the way by the way yeah? just, just to all the listeners i've <laughs> i the the section that i have here is i just i just have nothing like i've just so much i have nothing on and you know jerry touched on it about that kind of and we touched on it in the uh in the subway section as well around that kind of general ordering anxiety because i've never done it it's like where the where the heck do i start like you know where is that <laughs> you know i'm just going to be bamboozled and things like that so yeah go right and by the way you need to stop me and ask me questions at any mm. point right yeah and I, I, I promise i won't take four hours maybe three and a half <laughs> not four <laughs> so you've got the, there's this thing there is a thing i won't go into the history of it but it's called a fragrance wheel and it has also kind of evolved there's some extra bits added to that but the fragrance wheel talks is it puts fragrances into categories, right? So you've got woody scents. Mm. So woody being like sort of dark, earthy scents, something like a sandalwood. Uh, oriental, which is spicy. That those are that's a category of, of scents with, that are spicy, warm, rich. Mm. Um, floral, so delicate, powdery. It doesn't and just and you know one of the things you need to get out of your mind as well is. Oh, floral what is it what mm. is in feminine no it mm. this is where there's so much to this now but but think something like lily or a rose believe it or not so you can get masculine 
or, or unisex rose scent fragrances, which are amazing. Um, and then fresh, things like lemon, bergamot, uh, which are very light and clean. Yeah. Okay. So you've got those categories, but then you've got other categories. So there's a category, for example, um, which is what they call fougere. So they're very lavender based, very, very fresh, sweet, yeah. fern kind of scents, like bar what they call barbershop kind of fragrances. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, you've I got know the smell they, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you recognize it straight away. Very. Yeah. As soon as you spray one, although like, oh, yeah, it, that's fougere. It has probably been like ten years since I've been into a barbershop. So, <laughs> yeah, but you would yeah. like that—that that kind of what they spray, what they'll mm. splash on, you know, on your neck, for example, after they've done the shaving. So that's like a yeah, yeah, they go, fragrance. yeah, they mm. also kind of spray, like, you know, all around you type. Yeah, thing, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. That's barbershop fragrance, or barbershop type fragrance. Sorry, what they call fougere. Yeah, and then there's gourmand fragrances. So, fragrances that almost. Um, almost smell like a food almost that, that smell like like they're edible so things okay. like honey chocolate vanilla mm. um almost a coffee you know those kinds of scents so yeah that listeners aren't going to be able to see this but you will mm. so i've got a scent here which is it's parfum de mali Leighton. Oh, and i'm smelling that that's like a vanilla bomb oh I do like vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla is seriously underrated, by the way. It is. It's got an opening of citrus, but it's a dry down. It's got mid notes and dry down of vanilla. Okay. And it is a vanilla. I mean, I've, oh, smelling that is amazing. So this is going to be a bit weird for listeners to think. Oh, well, I, I, I can't see him. And I, like, I can't, can't see it. Can't smell either. it. Oh, I suppose yeah. this is a thing. I mean, you know, me and Jerry can see each other. We're on a video call while we do these. But I'm going to do this. It's going to be a bit weird. So I am actually going to smell. You're going to hear me smelling fragrances and thinking this is just bizarre. Um, so, so those are the categories, okay? Then, and and fragrances, the way that they work. So the second section of this is, is you, that most fragrances, most, not all of them, uh, most fragrances have a top note, a middle note, and a base note. Don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever come across that before. If they don't have that, they're, they're what's categorized as linear. So what I mean by that is a, a scent that's linear, you, you, you spray it, it smells exactly the same after, like straight away as it does after five minutes, as it does after two hours, as it does after six hours, right? Yeah. Linear, it's just straightforward. What you see is what you get. Yeah. It's a busy week fragrance, <laughs> um, right? But most fragrances, most fragrances have these levels so so top notes and the top notes will last anywhere between sort of five and 15 minutes okay uh then you've got your middle notes middle notes can be anywhere between an hour to, to two hours to four hours and that's kind of what they call the main character of the fragrance so that makes up about 40 to 80 percent of the aroma mm -hmm. sits in in your mid notes and then beyond that is really where you're getting into base notes what they call the base mm -hmm. notes so the, the, the heavier molecules in the fragrance mm -hmm that lasts longer um, and it, it's that scent that you get which is weaker obviously because of, of the amount of time it's been on your skin but every time you smell your arm you go oh yeah that smells yeah God, you know it's what they Do call it turns into a skin scent and you have to really sniff it up close but you can get it and think oh yeah yeah that's do you nice. do you get mixtures so you mentioned about the wheel do you get like a top note like floral then a middle note oh yeah 
um, Yo, choc- completely. Like chocolate. Oh, okay. So they can mix those wheels yeah. in those in those three yeah. notes. Com- yeah, completely. Ma- the majority of the top notes that you get in the majority of fragrances, especially mainstream fragrances, designer fragrances, are quite floral and mm. light, which, from both, you know, masculine and feminine perspective, is very appealing. Mm. Because you you know who doesn't like the smell of like lemon and or fresh lemon and fresh orange and yeah. the citrusy kind of smells or raspberry strawberry it's like oh that's nice yeah. that's lovely um, and they don't last as long which is why they tend to be the top notes heavier things like coffee's a heavy scent vanilla's quite a heavy scent mm. tobacco's quite a heavy scent so it's leather yeah and these tend to these and sandal woody earthy scents are he- quite heavy. They tend to sit in the base and base note level. Yeah. Right. I just get this feeling of like almost like new car smell. <laughs> you can get that, uh, yeah. and I'll explain in a second. So there's there's something here. Okay. So let, let's let's go into that right now. New car smell. So I've got I've got a fragrance here, which is Tom Ford. Tom Ford's ombre leather. Mm. And I'm opening up that. I smell it, and I'm thinking, oh, good lord, that's so that. Is like a like a fresh suede jacket, almost like a new car smell. Okay, yeah, especially like a really nice like not like not a leather new car smell, but like a like a almost like, yeah. Imagine a yeah. really expensive suede or soft yeah. leather new car, mm. but with slightly floral, slightly fruity. Oh, that. <sighs> <laughs> That's just insane. So yeah, you can. You literally can. I've got another. I've got another fragrance here, which is, uh, you know, this is this is what I mean about this a whole new world. There's a fragrance here which is. It's like I'm smelling it, and this is tobacco. So this is, this is almost like opening up a pouch of pipe, cherry pipe tobacco. Yeah, proper proper tobacco, not like, like cigarettes. Tobacco. Not, yeah, not, not cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. No, no, like a sweet cherry. Yeah. Pipe tobacco. If you were to open up a fresh pouch of that, yeah, and smell that. So that is that. So that's the top that's note, that or is that its middle note? Or? Well, that so on this that again, that's it's more it's more the mid and the base. Okay. Because again, it's a heavier tobacco's a heavier. And you said cherry, scent. so maybe the cherry's the kind of the top note. Yeah, like or? a cherry tobaccos. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of it depends. So this is. It's, it becomes really complex, but there's there's way there are places which I'll tell you about where you can look them up. Okay, which is really good. Yeah. So. Um, so then, when you take a look at, so so that's something that you need to consider when you're choosing your signature scent because what we're going to do the the aim of this is at some point and hopefully, come by the time you get to Christmas you'll you'll say this is brilliant, Jerry. I found my signature scent. Okay. So so when you test fragrances. The worst thing you can do is go into a store, put on some sprays, smell it, and go, oh, that smells nice. I'll get a bottle of that and then walk out. <laughs> so what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to try scents over a period of time. It's going to be over a period of weeks or months. You're going to need to spray it, and you need to go with it on the journey. So you need to say, yeah. opening pretty much, I guarantee you pretty much everything you spray, you're going to say, yeah, that's really nice. Mm. And then you need to wait and then you need to come home. You need to smell it. You need to keep sniffing your arm. Sniff it after half an hour, an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Is if this it, something specific? you really like? 
Because there's always, I think in um, the movies, they always do it on your wrist, don't they? Top. Do it in the top part of your arm. For, okay, yeah. Because if you've got any hair, you've probably more likely got hair on the top part of your arm. Uh, I don't. I, I don't, I don't long you. story. Long story. Okay, well, <laughs> generally, if you can, just put it on top. Yeah. Um, because you're, the under part of your arm sort of rubs against things more anyway, okay. generally. So put it on yeah. the top part of your arm. I suppose that's probably a movie and trope where they do that, isn't it? Yeah, you shouldn't do that either. It's like a movie thing, I think. Yeah, isn't it? you shouldn't. You shouldn't rub or even dab. Just spray and leave it. Okay. And let it let it dry. Um, so you've got different concentrations. That's another thing you have to take into consideration. Although I don't think this is a debate. I think this is an easy one. You've got lotions and aftershaves, which, quite frankly, don't waste your time. You've got one to two percent of that ba- that that liquid in there is the scent base most um, of it's water yeah basically eau de cologne is two to three percent pure scent so you don't even want to worry about that eau de toilette or what they call edt depends sometimes that can be anywhere between five and twenty percent oh wow right <clears throat> some of them are really good some actually do last um they're quite strong they're tw- near the twenty percent end of the scale eau de, eau de parfum or edp is anywhere between 10 and 30 percent mm-hmm. and parfum is 20 to 40 now parfum you're going to be spending some serious wedge yeah on that <laughs> right but eau de parfum yeah. a really good edt or or even better an edp is what you want to be aiming for right okay because you're going to be making that investment to, for your signature set yeah so you might as well get something that's going to last right yeah 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 so so that's that Fourth point. I'm so excited, by the way, Jerry. Are you? Oh, well, yeah, this, I, did, uh, I, I didn't this realize. Interesting. Like, like, it's just like the technical com- <laughs> complexities. Into it. I was like, and it makes, but it makes sense, if you know what I mean. It, like, to it, me, it, it's yeah. making sense. It's not like, I'm not like, oh my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is because it, it it's, it's obvious stuff, but it's quite methodical. You have to be quite methodical about it. Yes, of and, course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's certain things that you think when you when you're told it you go yeah all right yeah okay that like when I read it and I learned about this stuff I went oh god yeah all right that makes sense but at the time when when I didn't know it didn't explain for example mm. this point the point that I'm I'm about to go on to now which is scents can smell different in different kinds of weather so you've mm. got scents which are suited to cold weather and scents which work well in hot weather actually the majority of scents work in fact pretty much every scent works in cold weather you can you can pretty much wear any scent you want in any fragrance in cold weather in cold weather mm. in hot weather it's 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 another matter yeah so when it's hot and humid or just hot um if you wear you know if i was to for example wear this tobacco fragrance in hot weather it becomes sickly yeah, I'd imagine it wouldn't be a great one. It's probably yeah. a bit too. It's almost like the the fragrance needs to match the kind of. You don't want a heavy scent in a in a hot weather. It's almost like we're putting yeah. on a giant sweater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of overemphasizes it, and then it becomes cloying, and what? And, yes. and you kind of go, oh god, you know. Now I'm starting to sweat a bit. Yeah. You know, if you're out and about, you're starting to sweat a bit. It's bloody hot. You know, you're mm. wearing a tobacco fragrance. People are going to go, okay, it's a bit rough, but when it's cold weather when it's cold and 
you know you can spray something like that on yourself and on your scarf or on your jacket or something and 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 then people will kind of in that cold weather will get the waft of you know, mm. it, it kind of brings out the best of the scent. Like, oh, that's mm. nice. You know, that's like yeah, nice it's almost like a pipe tobacco. It's it's like like you know, Christmas stuff smells amazing in cold weather. You, uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You put exactly. like cinnamon and stuff like that in the summer, and it's a bit sickly. It's sickly. Exactly. It's really sickly. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly that. So that's also something to bear in mind. Your signature fragrance, by the way, you're going to need more than one. So you're going to yeah. need you're going to need at least two. Because mm. it's not just whether it's occasions that you wear it in as well. There's a yeah. big difference in what you wear in, in day and in night as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, for, so for me, like, I suppose the biggest, oh God, it's a right, because I've got loads, I've got like three weddings coming up, but that, you know, they're, they're, they're a transition from, you know, day to night. Oh, okay. Ooh, weddings yeah, are a fun okay. one. Yeah. Weddings. Weddings are interesting, so you, you'll you'll wear something light, wear something definitely more light and floral, or marine, during mm. the day. And then at night you can spray something else. So there's there's no harm in layering either. So okay. As long as it's, it's yeah. As long as they're complementary. Yeah, they need to there needs to be something in in each fragrance that complements one another. Um, then you've got fragrance categories, so you need to decide whether or not you want to go for niche or designer. So design is a lot easier to get access to because mm. if you go to a large boots or any department store, or whatever, they'll have all of the design. They'll have Dior, Chanel, mm. Versace, Bulgari. They'll have all of these fragrances. They'll all be there to hand. That, that, the world of the designer fragrances will be 100% open to you pretty mm. much anywhere you go. Mm. And you can fill your boots. Niche is, a, is more difficult. Niche is also a bit more of a gamble. And and I would suggest probably at this stage try and find the right designer fragrance for you. Niche is a bit more of a gamble. Yeah. Unless, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb here. So there are a couple of, well, there's one. So Tom Ford in particular is incredible. His fragrances are just. I mean, I don't know what this guy. This guy <laughs> just does no wrong. It's just yeah. he's insane. I imagine there's he's a real insane. science behind it. Oh, there is. And and he's he's had a, a part to play in every fragrance. It's a passion of his. Mm. But it really shows. You smell a Tom Ford fragrance. You're just like, oh, please. This is... It just makes you want to cry. The guy's so talented. It's ridiculous. Um, but then you've got other, you've got other um, niche fragrances. Like, so this, this one, which I said is a vanilla bomb. This, this is the most mass appealing Parfum de Mali. But there are other Parfum de Mali's where it, they can be very div divisive. Mm. Um, this one's a real compliment getter, um, but you've got other ones like uh, uh, Amouage or, or um, I mean, there are so many, uh, and and they're not that easy to get hold of. So you're going to need to get samples as well when you go into the niche fragrances. But that's probably longer term. Yeah, um, you probably you want to make your life a bit easier <laughs> by going for design. I would say to start with. It's, what I it's not like my life years. is hard enough, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Based on um, our conversations earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I need is more challenges in my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so the sixth point here is characteristics to consider. So, so there are two things you need to consider: longevity, mm -hmm. um, clues in the name. So, how long does the fragrance last? And then, sillage as well. So, sillage, mm. but S I L L 
a GE. So it's projection. How well does it project? Okay. So does somebody need to, you know, sort of be like French kissing position or is it sort yeah. of like, you know, or is it a light hug or is it, you know, two feet? One, yeah, or even one meter, two meters. Some fragrances mm. are that strong. You can okay. smell them from like two, three meters away. Mm-hmm. So so Siage is kind of like, whoa, I can smell that from two meters away. And and then sometimes with if something's got good Siage, it'll be like that. It'll remain like that for an hour, two hours. The really strong fragrances. You know, you can oh, walk into cool. a room and people go, oh, God, I just got a whiff of something. And that was nice. Mm. Don't know don't know where that came from. But so this this one, which I joke about and I call it, this is Sex Panther. So I I, I call it Sex Panther. 60% of the time it works every it works time. Movie number seven, Anki Man. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And this is made with bits of real panther. Another so Will you know, Ferrell film. I love Will Ferrell. But this, this is a beast. Absolute beast. And the sillage on this is so I, I the, the story behind this I actually got it when I, I got a really, I got the bottle delivered to me, and then literally the day after I got a really bad cold. In fact, I got flu, and I lost my sense of smell, and I opened the bottle and there was a there was a cap on the thing and I kept spraying it, spraying it, spraying it, and nothing was coming out. I thought, what the hell? And I took the cap bit off, mm. and it spilt everywhere. And I kid you not, for three days you can <laughs> smell this thing all around the house. It was that. It was brutal. It, it's interesting. It's how you discovered that your daughter had COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She couldn't smell the sex panther, and that's when I knew. Because I said, "Can you smell this?" And I sprayed some on my arm. She said, no, "I can't smell anything." I thought you've definitely got COVID. <laughs> you can't smell that. Um, so sillage is 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 another factor. Then, um, that's just the half of page one I'm just, um, I am getting to the end um, so so then you've got you've got different things like so there's some key ingredients in some of these these fragrances so you've got things like vetiver so if you wonder well, like what what's a vetiver kind of sense a vetiver is it's it's actually like a grass it's very dry mm. earthy woody smoky um, mm. and I've got I've got a vetiver so Tom Ford grey vetiver is is this one this you need to meet one. this Tom Ford oh he's legendary but this it's very fresh, so this is almost like fougere, but also woody. It's fresh and woody at the same time. Okay. Does the fresh is the fresh like the top one, and the and the woody is probably a little bit more of the mid and base. Yeah, you can tell it's yeah, you can tell it's a bit heavier, but but it d- does keep its freshness as well, even though okay. the, yeah, it, oh, the freshness lasts, which is good. Um, you've got tobacco, so sweet cherry tobacco, and they they sometimes complement that with like a other notes that give it like a caramel or whiskey kind of note. And then you've got this thing called oud, which is also known as argawood. It's like a resin. It's a wood resin. It smells animalic. Like pure yes. oud apparently smells almost fecal. It's yeah. really quite brutal. Yeah. But then you mix it with other things, and it really brings it out. So I've I've got an oud-based fragrance, which is a very wearable oud, um, and it smells damn good. Um, so those are kind of like your main that that's fragrances uh, fragrance 101 fragrance 101 in, fragrance 101 10-15 minutes 10-15 <laughs> minutes so then then you've got to think about okay well what do you want so for your signature scent you can either go safe and get something which actually a lot of guys wear so something like a, a Dior Sauvage 
um, Dior Sauvage is one of the most popular. And there's a good reason for it. It's like almost, you can pretty much smell this everywhere. Mm. Pretty much everybody wears it because it is the most safe scent, but it is so good. Mm. And I've got a, I had to get a bottle of it because I just, I, I resisted this for years and eventually I just thought, no, I'm going to get it. And it, oh, you smell it, that's amazing. Mm. It's really nice, but so many people wear Sauvage. It's like, is it my signature scent? Definitely not. So signature scent, you want something which you want to smell a bit different and you want people to say, oh, I've never smelled that before. Dom, you smell nice. Or, yeah, yeah, that's intriguing. What is that? Rather than, oh, you smell nice, Dom, but yeah, I've smelled that loads before. I'm sure a lot of people wear that. What is that? And you say, oh, it's mm. Sauvage. Oh, yeah, I've, I thought I recognized it. So, so have a think about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can get some very expensive fragrances so you can get something like creed aventus that's 250 pounds for a 50 mil uh, sorry for a 100 mil bottle roughly Oof. yeah it's like boom but that's but a lot of guys also get creed aventus yeah. right it's too pop it's too popular too many people wear it dior sauvage too many people wear it. i i get it for the love of the fragrance i just love it right because oh, i just love it Oh, well, you've got enough um, that you could wear a, a different one each day. Yeah, and I do. Yeah, yeah, I do, and I wear them every day. It doesn't matter if I'm not leaving the house or anything. I wear them because oh, I just okay. love them. Yeah, I mean, I'm just spraying this on now. Just sprayed it on both hands. That's, lo- I mean, that Sauvage is lovely, right? So, um, where do you spray it? I mean, is there a, is there a rule? Is it just, just always? T- is it always on the forearms? Well, when I'm when I'm at home and I'm just mm. putting it on for me, I just put it on my arms because then during the course of the day I can keep smelling my arm whereas <laughs> if you spray it if i spray it on my neck or anywhere else it, you kind of almost get nose blind to it yes whereas whereas you can get close enough to the and far so, enough away yeah and far enough away so um tom ford is is good i mean if you can find i'd love you to just smell some of the tom ford fragrances because they're incredible but i'm talking mm. like the private blend collection but they're not cheap mm. so they're about 180 pounds for 50 mil yeah um, but worth it. It is my thirtieth birthday, Mum. <laughs> hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hashtag, just saying. Um, yeah, seriously, worth absolutely worth it. Um, in my opinion. But then you can go for something like a Jean-Paul Gaultier Ultramel. Funnily enough, not that many people wear that anymore. Carolina Herrera, the CH Men mm. Private, again, not that popular anymore. But but still an incredible scent. Versace Dylan Blue or Eros. I have to be a bit careful with that. That's kind of marine based. Um, again, very very popular. Uh, Armani Aqua di Gio Profumo, brilliant, mm. brilliant, amazing scent. And that's that, one I always, you always see Armani kind of advertised and around Christmas yeah, time and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Armani Chanel Dior. They they put they push their products hard, but they they've got some damn good scents. Mm. Um, and and uh, what you know, Sauvage is one of the most popular, right? So if 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 you had to choose, kind of almost like what this this and Creed Aventus, like two of the most popular ever, mm. um, and and Sauvage, for example, is difficult to kind of translate. If you go into a site called uh, Fragrantica or Base Notes and have a look, it'll tell you what all the notes are. It'll tell you okay. about longevity, Sauvage, and you'll read reviews. Now, be careful when you read reviews. So don't really go on reviews and don't blind buy because Sauvage will smell different on you than it does on me, than yes. it does on somebody else, right? So yeah. the way that it reacts to the skin. 
and the way that it dries down. So Sauvage works really well on my skin and I love it. But interestingly enough, if I was to read out the notes, you might go, oh, I'm not buying that. So top notes of this are bergamot, so which is very citrusy like mm. and pepper. Mm, okay, and then, that's not what I expected. Yeah, exactly. Then Sichuan pepper in the mid notes, lavender, pink pepper, vetiver, which not a lot of people like, mm. and then patchouli, which is very earthy, and geranium. Kind of go, what? What? <laughs> what? And then dry down, which is the the the, the base notes are ambroxan, which is like very musky. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's almost like a scent in itself. Cedar. And labdanum. And labdanum's like amber. Yeah. It's a very sort of warm ambery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very well. it's a very autumny feels a bit autumny yeah. kind of scent. Yeah. Which isn't but quite it, what I expected. I expected no. it to be a little bit lighter. But it is. It's it's almost like a light, heavy scent, this. I can't quite explain it. But it but it's yes, yeah, lovely. Um and then and then and this is why you're gonna need more than one bottle, because it's like the occasion that you wear it but really i think you need to break it down to something simple what would you wear during the day yeah and what could you wear for example to an office or what would you wear as almost like an everyday thing yeah. and then what would you wear in the evening it's going to be two different things yes yeah so yeah. um during the day you'll probably you know if you were to wear something light something floral something um uh like even marine it's kind of non-offensive so so a good office a day office scent would be something like you know when i take a look at what i've got would be something like a tom this tom ford gray vetiver right mm. or um hermes so um hermes do some amazing so this is hermes vetiver um and this is also amazing but it's a great office scent it's a very kind of <sighs> Oh, <laughs> the listeners can't see that. Jerry's just picked up this bottle. He's unboxed it, which you might have been able to hear, and he's smelling it. And he's just kind of <sighs> thrown his head back and rolled his eyes and gone, "Oh God, it's so good." Seriously, <laughs> I mean, this is this is why I love fragrances because the smells, just the reaction you get from it, what it triggers in your brain is just amazing. That it's not a, it's not a sense incredible. I expect to use. You know, I, I love love taste. You know, I'm a big foodie. Um, I attack my ear holes with uh, with music all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, what touch it, it, is a weird one but yeah i don't i don't suppose i use my nose quite as much as i, I suspect and people tend not to and fragrance is the most powerful for, mm. for invoking emotions and things now, there's some people mm. that can smell something they can it can invoke such strong emotions they can cry it can make them cry it can take them mm. back to their childhood it can take them back to some you know wonderful memories of a time you know, it, got, I there is one that makes me want to punch things because it's one of my ex used to <laughs> right well but when you yes. when you start getting it yeah but but when you start really concentrating and focusing on sense and smells mm. and and what it triggers in your brain it's amazing mm. uh, it, it literally opens up a whole new world so so you need to find it you need to find a um so something like that tom ford gray vetiver that hermes vetiver is fantastic like office scent but going out at night, I wouldn't spray that because it's too safe. It's like, oh, all right. Mm. Yeah, you smell clean, you smell good, you smell nice, and it's quite floral. And okay, happy days. Yeah. But going out at night, you know, I want that new car smell, the leather, mm. something yeah. a bit 
a bit darker, but quite fruity. It's yeah, it's nice. That this is a going out fragrance, the ombre leather. Mm. Um, yeah, and I like the sound of that. That smells. Oh, ombre. Obviously, I don't know if it would suit me because you know, but it just just in general, I think oh, that does sound good. Do me a favor, try it. If you like yeah. a new car smell, you like the smell of leather, just try this. Yeah, just try it. I think you'll love it. Ombre this, leather. This is the thing I'm most excited for for my new car next year. <laughs> yeah, what? Well. Right. Uh, not everybody likes it, but a lot of people do. And if you liked it, so if you like the new car smell, you'll love this. You will mm. love it. Just promise yeah. me you'll try it. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's fragrances. One oh one. One oh one. Question: Question: What's your? Do, do you have a signature smell? What's What's your go-to? So, my go-to now, mm. and I think it will be for a long time, is anything that's kind of leather fragrance scent so yeah my favorite scent of all time is tom ford yeah effing fabulous <laughs> and that's a leather-based scent but it's okay. the most oh it just it breaks all the rules you smell it and go what what the hell it dries it's got a leather base note but it's okay. got all these other things going on as well. It's got amber and you've got iris and you've got all sorts of stuff going on. Mm. What? But leather fragrances are kind of like my signature fragrance now. I, I would um, imagine. I can imagine that. That's that's the case. Yeah, yeah like if no. I'm if I'm picturing, like what you know you, um, and it's weird because I've not seen you in person with like the beard and the slightly longer hair. Because because <laughs> the last time you will you, do, you will do. Yeah, I will do it. Yeah, we, yeah. we are we are uh, we are meeting each other next. Oh, can't wait. Um, I need to book a seat actually. Um, but yeah, and um, uh, that that's that's how I would put you down as you give that. Um, we we joke because you look like you look like John Wick or Keanu Reeves. <laughs> sorry, but you give that kind of matrixy kind of sort of like but like more of a morpheus type thing that rustic leather rather than kind of the maybe the new new one i don't know where i'm going with this but yeah, yeah i don't know but, but yeah fair, yeah fair, fair play but yeah yeah that's that's yeah le- le- leather's amazing i think it's um um and and leather's not you know so for example with this tom ford ombre leather you smell it and go oh geez yeah new that's god that's a new car smell that's leather mm. that's in your face leather whereas in designer fragrances you tend not to get anything that's too in your face like mm. that yeah you know you're, you're not picking out one note what what tom ford's genius at is he in his private blend collection and and um well, actually ombre leather's not private blend but um so it is a bit cheaper but it's it's brilliant stuff it's amazing um but he's taken key things like he's taken oud uh, tobacco yeah some very very simple notes where he's, he's kind of building it around that you know let's take leather but it's in your face leather but let's soften it with something like raspberries or something floral mm. um let's take That's weird yeah but it works the way he blends it and it's so expertly blended it's so smooth so that that's the beauty of a scent like this tobacco i love this tobacco scent but it is a bit rough because it, it's just in your face tobacco mm. um whereas like this this is in your face leather but it's it's blended so well with so many other things that you're not just getting oh, you're not it's just not getting, oh, God, wham it's leather. leather it's yeah oh, it's that's just, quite nice oh that's quite nice oh the leather 
oh now I'm picking this up and I'm picking yeah. that up and, yes yeah whereas if you take Sauvage what is Sauvage based around nothing it's not it's not based around one particular smell it's just mm. a whole bunch of different things that smells it ends up smelling really really nice but mm. Tom Ford's done this amazing thing he's taken vanilla oud leather um neroli he brought neroli back now neroli is is um is uh like a uh fresh lemon scent okay um, and he's he's got this fragrance called neroli portofino i so my my wife wears that it's amazing <laughs> he's smelling neroli portofino he's just like what it it's insanely good mm. and neroli is is you know he, it wasn't fashionable and Tom Ford brought it back and made it fashionable because okay. he took the neroli, but he he complemented it with other things. So the first smell that you get is neroli. You go, oh god, that's yeah, whoa, neroli. But there's other things going on. Mm, it's mm. so well blended. No oh, man. Yeah. Oh man, I think I've got my eyes opened when I start looking at these because I am going to look like you know I've got some time. It might be sort of later December when I've well just before Christmas. I've got two weeks off before Christmas. What? Um, and it might be something I kind of explore and, and start oh, exploring it. with. Yeah, and I think, um, no, I, I just, like, I'm, and the thing is, like, the scientist in me was like, ooh, like, I get the top, middle, bass notes. I get, like, the, the different charts and things like that and how it's blended. And then the thing I didn't know, like, the even just the percentages, like, because you always see it, like, odor toilet and things like that. And I was like, well, what, what, what does that even mean? Like, it does, doesn't... <laughs> Like I don't even know. Like, where do you even start? And then you just going through it. There, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's that's a that's new. I I that's really good and really interesting to kind of pick up. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah. I'm gonna do a bit of exploring. I think. Do it and do a bit of you know where I am. If you want, if you yeah, if there's yeah, anything yeah. I can do to help in that journey, let yeah. me know. Also, I'm passionate about it. Tom Ford, effing fabulous. That's probably the best name though. Oh. <laughs> I mean, and apparently, and this is true story, he he was called into a room uh, with the with the perfumer who 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 pulled it all together, and mm. the marketing people, and they had a whole bunch of people basically in the room, mm. and because I think Estee Lauder, if I'm not mistaken, I think Estee Lauder bought kind of bought out the whole perfume section of Tom Ford you know yeah. they, they now kind of own that that line now but it still sells under Tom Ford brand and apparently they said right you know s smell this what do you think and he apparently just said out loud oh that's fucking fabulous <laughs> and they went okay what are we going to call it he's like well I don't know but it's fucking fabulous so, so call it fucking fabulous and and he can get away with it so anyone ding, else, ding. if it was anyone else who would have said, no, I'm sorry, we're not marketing a, we're not marketing that under that name. But it's Tom Ford, so you just do what he says. And, you do and, what yeah, he says. It worked. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, awesome. How do we follow that? I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully that was interesting. And hopefully for listeners, that will be interesting. Because it's, like I say, I got serious about this a couple of years ago. It's been a real eye-opener for me. And I, I love it now just yeah fragrances are amazing yeah I'm going to go a little bit off piece I'm I'm <laughs> right. conscious because we've actually have been going for quite a while and I don't want yeah, to we have. either we could save before. we could save part of this for the next yeah so I'm going to save the yeah I'm going to save the conspiracy theory I think for um okay. for the new year 
um because we've got uh, uh we've got uh, a different one coming up but i do want to talk about the improving our health section oh definitely it, yeah even even because it could this this section could be quite long and a little bit deep again um and i think it's it's worth um what's the phrase like we're, we're not going to go too much deep into our lives because we've, we've had um some complicated weeks which is not been fun um and we both we both ironically realized don't oh, we're both muppets <laughs> at the same time for <laughs> doing the same thing um but well uh yeah that, that was fun um so uh, improving our health uh laura in the in the last um podcast set us a, a challenge to do um a few cooking things so uh one was to bake some bread um another was to uh cook something that you've never uh, that you, you know, something different. One was to try something. So, you know, even if it was something as silly as like a chocolate bar that you've never had, but to try something you've never had. Um, and I can't remember the fourth. What, oh, the fourth, fourth was a takeaway. Takeaway homemade. Oh, yeah. I had cheese. The cheesecake bread, was one Cheesecake. Yeah. Try something new. Yeah. And then, yeah, takeaway, but homemade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or a homemade soup or stew. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah. something like that. So Laura went into real depth over it, and we we really really appreciate it, Laura. Um, we did warn you that we have some busy weeks, and um, uh, Jerry, you unfortunately got uh, you caught this oh, uh, you this cold. this yeah. cold that was going around. So <laughs> I think you said just said all I've done is gotten up, gone to work, and then come back and gone to bed. <laughs> Pretty much for two for about, weeks. For two weeks. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and uh, and and Jerry, you have a family, whereas I live on my own. I have no excuses. <laughs> um, I I have to admit, like I have I have done these, uh, some of these. I've not done the cheesecake. I've I've done the bread. Um, I made uh, muffins, um, and I then did some stick uh, some. Uh, from I've got the uh, God, what's it called? Uh, I've the Wagamama book. Wagamama yeah. book, yeah. Um, and I made the chicken wings, but I used pork ribs as well, which could be substituted in. Um, and I'm and and I can go into so the pork ribs was the first one that I made. Um, they looked amazing, by the way. And yeah, I I mean like I I was right. So the people you know friends and family who know me know that i'm not usually very positive about myself um jerry is shaking his head furiously <laughs> to say yes we know that um i smashed this one like and in a in a kind of uh like i want to be humble but like i, I was like I, I did really well like I, you can't deny it. like so i realized that the recipe called for teriyaki sauce and i didn't have any teriyaki sauce when i started making it and then I realized I had all the ingredients in the flat to make teriyaki sauce from scratch. That's so incredible. I made teriyaki sauce from scratch and then added it to the recipe. Um, and yeah, these, they look exactly like, I even got like, um, is it sesame seeds? Yeah. In a, in a, in a little um, like jar, like you get like a salt shaker to shake over them. And they looked like the picture, they tasted really good. Um, yeah, just everything kind of, just worked and came out really well so it was like you know for me 10 out of 10 on execution and a, and a 10 out of 10 on taste um what was the bit that i oh the cleanup though like doing <laughs> sticky sauce and sticky oh. teriyaki and having pork ribs and you know oh man it took me like it took me like half an hour to clean up it was <laughs> awful 
But worth it though. But worth it. Looked it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah it they was really amazing. did. Amazing. Um, then I did the muffins. So slight aside, the muffins were from uh, a bulk bulk, and this is nothing against bulk. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's 100% the way that I cooked them. But they they were protein based ones, so they were poppy and chia seed. Um, and they probably would have tasted really nice if it wasn't for the fact that I royally screwed up. <laughs> so the recipe said you can use butter or... Um, Is it olive oil? No, it was coconut oil. Coconut oil. Right, and basically I should have used the coconut oil, but I used the butter because that's what I had. Um, yeah. And then it was, and then it said use water or milk, and I used milk. So I've used the two kind of thicker ingredients already so the or the almost like the drier ingredients and then then what i did this was the big mistake so the thing i've learned from baking is it's actually very precise so if it says leave your muffins in the tin that you took them out of the oven for two minutes and then transfer them to a wire rack for 10 minutes you leave them in the tin for two minutes and transfer them to wire rack. Not forget about them and leave them in the tray for 20 minutes and then think, oh crap, I best put them onto the, the, the wire rack. Um, so the only way to describe the texture of my, uh, of my muffins, sawdust. They were, were they so really that dry. They were so dry. I mean, they were held together. They were like, you know, they were like claggy sawdust. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe them. But they yeah. were just that kind of uh, la la so you know and the cleanup even worse <laughs> like was it really it was yeah, worse it was than awful. The, the, like okay. yeah and cuz because the mixture was still kind of in the bowl so you like you like put it under water and even with hot water it wasn't really melting away and you loads of oh. dish soap and then you get like a sponge and your sponge just gets like covered in it and oh. it's like oh god oh. and it just takes like half an hour to go to the <laughs> sink plug and it was yeah so <clears throat> sorry laura i failed on the muffins the bread so the bread was the other one that i'd done so um <laughs> so the recipe that i followed was um paul hollywood's um bread recipe and this are it are you know i did the right things where it's you know you 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 put all the dry ingredients, fill it with the wet ingredients, and then kind of you make a dough. Then you knead it, and then you put it back in your bowl. And he says, leave it for an hour, and it should have doubled in size and gone completely flat. So two hours later, mine was still exactly the same size and still round. <laughs> Got to three hours, and it had doubled in size, but it still was kind of like, you know, like a splodge. It wasn't like flat, like it's, he said it should have been. So I was like, well, that'll do. So I pulled it out and then looked at, then I looked at the next bit of instructions. That was a massive fail. And it's like, right, knead it again, stick it on your baking tray, cover it in a tea towel, and then wait for another hour for it to double in size. And I'm thinking, God, is this going to take me six hours to do? <laughs> anyway, I got to like two hours of that. And, um, and it got to like, it hadn't doubled, but it was sort of like, you know, three quarters of the way there to being doubled. I was like, that'll can do i can't be asked to wait for this <laughs> because it's now like nine o'clock at night right so I, on a sunday idiot dom anyway so i put it into the oven uh oh it, no it said score it so you kind of cut in like a diamond shape and poured some flour over it well i put too much flour on it which i didn't brush off so it looked like i'd been snorting cocaine everywhere <laughs> 
And then when I scored it, when he did it on the video, his he, you know his knife went through kind of reasonably well. Mine just kind of stuck and was like really claggy, trying oh, to just no. oh, I'm thinking oh no. Anyway, so put the bread in the oven, thinking this is going to be a disaster, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, half an hour goes by. I look in the in the window because that's how long it said. It's not even it's not changed at all. I'm thinking oh god, what have I done? What have I done? Anyway. All right, I'll go, I'll come back in five minutes. Five minutes just feels like a, you know, it feels like the time. Come back at five minutes. It's like perfectly golden brown. It's risen to the correct height. It just seems to like transform in those five minutes. I'm thinking, sweet, quick, get it out before something else screws it up. <laughs> Pull it out. And the way they said to test it is you tap it and see if it sounds hollow. So I flip it over, tap it. It sounds hollow. I'm thinking, oh man. Right, and he's like, right, immediately transfer to a wire rack. Quick, find my wire rack. Not making the same mistakes that I made with the muffins. <laughs> Quick. So put it on the wire rack. And I thought, well, I'll tell you what. He says, and you can enjoy it, you know, sort of like five to ten minutes after it's not you know, scorching. So I cut myself two slices. It's like half past ten at night, by the way. And I'm supposed to be getting up at six o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. But I'm like, I'm going to eat some of this bread. Taste, nailed it. Like, it just must have, it was light. It was fluffy. It was crispy on the outside. It was a perfect kind of oh, cob, okay. as they called it. I don't know. I must have just nailed it. Um, and I, I told I told Jerry this earlier. The only thing I got wrong was my house didn't smell like bread. I was like, "What the what the heck?" And it concerned me so much that I even took a like a, a lateral flow uh, COVID test because I thought, "Have I lost my sense of smell?" <laughs> and I haven't. I'm you know negative, and then I could smell loads of other things. I just, my house, my flat didn't smell of bread. I was like, big disappointment. That's the whole point why I wanted to bake bread was to be able to smell it. Fragrance, smell. That's yeah. how important it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, where is my bread smell? But, um, so yeah, I haven't done the cheesecake. I, I, I'm hoping to get round to it. Um, I've got a free-ish weekend this weekend, but next weekend is looking more likely. Um, I, I've enjoyed them. But I still just, it just feels like so much faff <laughs> when I could just, when you could just be like, right, you know, some chicken in the oven, a bit of teriyaki sauce, some yeah, vegetables. ready-made kind yeah, of chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels a little bit more. That's more my style, and um, you know, if I was cooking for people, like, and I was going to make a day out of it, yes. Yeah, and I get that. That's different. And you kind of, that spurs you on, that kind of motivates you. And you think, okay, because yeah. I'm going to be making all of this. And then I'm going to sit at the table with all the people tasting it and go, oh, Dom, this is lovely. This is really nice. And yeah. yeah or what the f- have you done here, mate? Oh, yeah. This is. Do we order Domino's? Nice try, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody say, just eat? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it's just. Can I just say, though, mm. I. Honestly, so two things. One, I absolutely really admire you. I'm I'm in awe of the fact that you did all of that. Oh, thank you very much. No, seriously. Um, and you just went for it as well. Because I know you weren't... I don't think your confidence level was that high. I'm when we were having this discussing, cook. right? I'm so, But honestly, you, you... I mean, you showed me the photographs of the bread as well. And I, you absolutely nailed it. And I take my hat off to you as brilliant Ooh. and a big sorry to laura as well for, for for me for my miserable failure of not actually getting around to doing anything 
you were sick for two weeks. I, 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 I think. Um, and and we'll go. I go on to a little bit into it. I just want to say about my bread. I should have also halved the ingredients because I was eating bloody bread for like three days. Afterwards. Is that how long it lasted? Oh, was it was so much. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, like I, I, you, for for those that can, and I'll, I'll you should better get through to it because my channel is linked on the YouTube channel of here um, and I think I'm linked on Spotify so you might better find it through but I put it on my Instagram and um, but you can't quite see the scale of it like that's not a small wire rack and it takes up the whole wire rack it's it's a sizable heifer that piece of bread is <laughs> like it's a proper it's a proper kind of it's a proper loaf yeah it's a, it is a proper loaf so I, I wish I'd halved if I'd halved everything, I think it would have yeah, been a little bit. It lasts long enough, though. It, it's, uh, like, yeah. even after day... What, you said it lasted... Three, you or you ate it over three days. Three days. Yeah, on day three, it was just as good as day one, I'm assuming. Uh, n- well, so I cheated a bit on day three. So I... Um, and I do this with other bread rolls. Like, if you just get a bread roll from, like, Asda or Tesco's, like, bakery section, if you don't eat it on that day, it goes stale very quickly. Um, but oh, if you okay. if you literally like sprinkle it with water or like like you know run the tap and go like through it and then if you put it in the oven for five to ten minutes when it's like slightly moistened it right. recrisps it and rehydrate almost like rehydrates the bread and then it's warm again um, okay. so I basically I basically did that with the slices that I was having on day three just to right. kind of um, get through it um, but it it was all right there was one bit like in the middle like right in the middle of the loaf not in the center but on the bottom where it just got a little bit soggy there been a bit of trapped moisture i just had to cut off but um right. yeah and the, in the grand scheme of things i was like i was fairly okay with that um and it it just just an interesting an interesting it was a really good challenge i learned a lot um, it's not something I'm going to do on the regular. <laughs> not something I'm going to do regularly. It's just sort of nice to know that I can follow her. Look, recipe. you've you've done yeah exactly, and and you've done it, and it was successful. And like I said, I take my hat off to you. Something yeah. that's something to be proud of. Yeah, and and I think because uh, you've put like uh, you spoke about this earlier, and when we were discussing it, you felt almost guilty that you hadn't managed it which is like almost ironic with our improving the health thing because one of our key points to this and, and we're going to go slightly into so we're not going to have an for next month one really um it's december it's it's the wrong time to be trying to do things um but it's ironic that you kind of feeling a little bit guilty that the whole point is to kind of feel better about ourselves and actually um we're we're, we're in this process where we're almost putting too much pressure on ourselves to do things that when you don't do it, you you feel worse for it. Um, and we've just dis- I've discussed this with Jerry a little bit, just you know offline. Um, but I, I'm listening to a new podcast, huh, another podcast because I listen to lots of them. I, I do like a good podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm listening to the Nike Trained podcast, um, and they have a really good t- tagline, which is um, "Greatness isn't born; it's trained." which is which is so true and and they talk about the five facets of training so it's not just about like i can do you know they've got like olympic athletes and um and 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 people come on occasionally but they don't talk to them about you know what's your training regime to get ready for the olympics because you know we couldn't we couldn't do that as normal human beings well we could but not not straight off the bat yeah. Um, but they talk about like the other ones, which is your nutrition, your um, sleep, 
um oh god uh recovery and something else but the the point being is that there's there's loads of elements to being a good athlete and something i recognized recently i mentioned it earlier about just getting a little bit past my prime is that yeah i can't do six gym sessions and two taekwondo sessions and go for a run and swim the body just breaks down like i used to be able to do that that's what i used to be able to do i can't do that anymore my body doesn't hold together anymore but also and i'm my flexibility is going which i need for taekwondo so i need to do a little bit more stretching and something i i, I hadn't i hadn't mentioned to you before joe but the the biggest change for my mood this week i just moved my bedtime forward by half an hour to an hour going to bed an hour okay. earlier and because humans are supposed to get between eight to nine hours of sleep uh, seven or seven to nine hours sleep i'm a nine hour guy i'm a nine to ten hour guy like the more sleep and apparently if you have so this is where it gets sciencey if you have less than f- six hours sleep your reaction time is 45 milliseconds slower which doesn't sound a lot but it's the equivalent of you being legally drunk so you can't drive a car being over the limit good lord yeah yeah bloody hell so like to the first thing i've changed like recent and what i've done is like i read it on my calendar so i was trying to do like again i'd go to the gym so i get up at like half past five and and i'd go to the gym and uh then i'd go to work and then in the evening i was trying to do my recovery and stretching and it just wasn't working i just wasn't motivated in the evening to do it or and i couldn't build the discipline to do it so i've just gone well sod it i why am i trying to get back to work and still trying to start work at half past seven and then i'm still working till like five o'clock in the evening anyway i was like work doesn't it shouldn't consume me my my training and my family life and and being able to you know go and socialize should consume me so i mean i still go do taekwondo in the evening because that's when it is but that's a class so now i i'm just spending instead of an hour and 15 minutes or so at the gym i'm probably spending an hour and 45 minutes because i'm doing half an hour of stretching and recovery and then in the evenings instead of worrying about like oh i'm trying to get a stretch in and clean the flat and cook dinner i'm just cooking dinner sitting down and watching some television turning off all electronic devices an hour before getting a meditation session in i haven't done it properly which is why i haven't marked it on my health thing and i'm going to bed and there's been a couple of times especially over the weekend i was going to bed at like half past eight but going to bed at half past eight and if i fall asleep sort of let's say within 10 15 minutes which I'm normally like a light switch like this. I'm, I do have that advantage. But half past eight to half past five is nine hours. It's bang on nine hours. And my watch has been telling me sort of eight, eight and a half. And the level of energy that I've just had with this additional recovery and things like that. There is a point to this, um, by the way, in terms of like what our next choice is. And I was like, well, why is this working and none of the other stuff is working? And it's because I'm not... I'm not doing an output goal. My output goal isn't to get, you know, to be able to do the splits, to get nine hours of sleep. My output goal is to just give me the best, uh, is a process goal. The process is I'm going to bed as early as I can. 
I'm getting up and I'm setting aside the time to do that. I'm not trying to meditate for 20 minutes. I'm just doing some sort of meditation. And it's that, that shift in mindset for me was with the cooking challenge as well. Like, it doesn't matter what I create. I'm not trying to out have an output go goal of create these cooking. The process is I just have to cook something. And if it's good, it's good. And if it's bad, it's bad. I removed that pressure of me to cook mm. something good. And some of them turned out good. One of them turned out truly awful. I mean, if you've ever seen sawdust in a muffin tin, come round to my flat and you would have seen it. <laughs> but there's this whole kind of process goals that I really want to kind of explore a little bit more. So which is why I've not put in another one because I think it needs a bit more thought. Anyway, I've rambled on, but hopefully some of it made sense a little bit. Completely made sense. When you and I caught up, oh, when was it? Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Oh, it feels it like was. it was weeks ago. It but does feel like weeks ago. Doesn't it? But yeah, when we caught up, when you explained this to me, it just made so much sense. It does take the pressure off. Mm. Because cause that, you know, the fact that I didn't get round to doing any of those challenges, meaning that I'm focused on an outcome of, well, I did just didn't get round to actually, well, I don't know, just not doing anything and, and I'm I'm constantly trying to set myself goals to think okay this needs to be you know this is what I need to get at the end of it this is what I need to be doing at the end of it and and I just don't get around to it and I actually think it's too much pressure um yeah. god that made me jump sorry that was my that genuinely <laughs> made me jump that's my daughter sticking her head through the window almost through the window she's outside she's taking the chihuahua out for, to, for constitutional. A bit of constitutional and yeah that I just jumped out of my skin sorry about that um, <laughs> oh, good lord um, where was I so yeah so 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 that you're right the process goal is important so something that you said which really resonated was don't set yourself a goal of right I'm going to meditate 20 minutes every night set yourself the goal of I'm going to meditate yeah yes yeah, so don't day. have don't even have an outcome even, yeah yeah don't have an outcome just think well if I can even sneak in a 30 second meditation even if it's just sitting back and deep just breathing. doing some breathing deep breathing for 30 seconds it's better than nothing yeah yeah there was a whole one of the podcasts that i've listened to so i'm I'm basically starting from the beginning and um, one of the podcasts that i'm listening that, that came up was about you know you still do need out output goals eventually but you need output goals that have no external factors so most olympians don't set i want an output goal of um winning a gold medal because the weather could be bad the somebody could have just trained harder uh, you could injure yourself blah, blah, blah. you know there's loads of factors that prevent you from achieving that output goal so most will go right I've got an output goal to get my personal best to 22 seconds for the 200 meters because um, the uh, I can't think of a name is it Felix um, you know one of the gold medalists for the 200 meters America is American which oh, is American right. um, um, and you can still have that but then what she's done is she's instead developed small micro process goals so basically her process goals are you know I'm not aiming to do that basically I'm just going to train 
you know, I'm going to train three times a week on this and two times a week on this and one times a week on that. And that process goal then helps to develop it. Now, that still to me is still a bit outputty because there's still numbers attached to them. Yeah. Whereas, you know, my kind of process goals going forwards, and I really want to understand a little bit more of the science behind it, but the process goals that I kind of want to set for myself, especially as we kind of you know this will be the december podcast so as we come into like the new year and and look at like new year's resolutions for me is about that consistency i'm not trying anymore to be the best you know taekwondo athlete or the best runner you know i don't i'm not trying to get my 5k to under 25 minutes it'd be lovely but my process should be i've got to run just once a week and just yeah exactly get and that's yeah and then Alice, the Alison, Alison Felix. Yes, Alison Felix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, her podcast is one I listened to. So this was back from 2019, um, and she she's just had a child. So her aim was 20. You know, this was pre-pandemic. If anyone can remember what that was like. Yeah, BC um, before COVID. <laughs> yeah, before COVID. Um, so she just had a child, and she was looking at kind of her next sort of steps and the process. Um, to say, well, actually, I'd still like to, you know, my output goal was to still compete at the Olympics. Um, there's enough that I can do that, that there's not too many factors that should prevent that. Um, and I want my personal best to be back down to 21 seconds or whatever it was. But she just had a child. That's like a major kind of change that both me and Jerry, I suspect, can't really appreciate that much. But it, it's 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 that it's that it's still something that's achievable. So she's got process goals to say, right, I'm different to where I was before. So I've got a new process to to mm. train this and a new process to train that. So um, I've not got it perfect. Um, like I said, most of the things I've taken from this podcast have been: I need to sort out my nutrition. I need to stop eating sugary food. I need to sleep more. The sleep more has been the biggest beneficial already. Like I'm still eating the crap food, but I'm sleeping just that little bit more. And I'm just like so much better. Um, and then the other one is again, that meditation. And, and I'm not, I've not started any of the guided meditation. So I've not like kept it in, but I'm just taking 10 minutes before I go to bed where the screens have been switched off for at least half an hour. And I'm just kind of, deep breathing just having a bit of a think about the day and you know just kind of almost going right i've written it down don't need to worry about it and go to sleep with no worries yeah that's really good that's really good i mean i think it's one that you and i oh, I'd, I'd certainly like to have some follow-up conversations with you about that yeah 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 Definitely. I think and, and we'll delve deep into it and i'm more than happy like i mean i'm worried that i'm probably going to bore everybody with my like thoughts and philosophies on how I'm trying to improve myself because I think I I think I remember did I raise this where I was talking about oh yeah I think I raised it last podcast where I was like I'm trying to be a better human being but because I don't listen to the important stuff I'm not being a better human being well I'm no longer trying to be a better human being you know the I haven't got that one my process is to now just be the best person that I can it's not about trying to achieve a specific goal it's about just going i can be better in this the recycling mm. is a really good example where i'm just like oh i'm just going to be a bit more conscious of that there's going to be days where i'm not going to be good at it so and i think the the beauty of that is it it's changed that you, that's coming about more naturally yes in that approach so it's more sustainable yes it's a sustainable change is yeah. that i'm making yeah it's a lot slower 
like so but, you know fine but sustainable yeah so you know like i set up the the recycling stuff but i still drove back like a little bit of a maniac and probably burnt too much fuel today and i you know cursed somebody who cut me off so you know now i just need to use some of the tools and techniques that can go right i need to just you know, bring it back down to a normal sensible speed you know shave off five miles an hour save you know 20 kilograms of fuel or whatever mm. it is um and you know you just build them in slowly and there'll be some that i won't i won't build because i'm i'm not perfect i'm and i don't think you're either human. of us are trying you're to just be human no some people just... question that <laughs> <laughs> but we are human we are human so yeah i mean so for for, for the listeners we're not going to do another one i think we're going to take december to kind of i think consolidate our thoughts consolidate regroup yeah yeah have a think reflect and and Jerry's really harsh on himself, but you know he's still re- he's still reading every day, which I just I can't do. I don't enjoy. Oh, I'm not going to yeah, do. I it. love it. Um, and you know we're we're still you know drinking water and trying to make the right choices. I think it's uh, it's worth like at this you know, halfway point of the year, so sixth podcast, six months in. Yeah, I think it's a good Amazing. time to kind of regroup and and then prepare for whatever's next. I agree. I agree. Does that deserve a wow? It does. Brace yourself. Here we go. Wow. It does, yeah. We're at the end, Jerry, I think. We are. It's a long it's been a long one this week. I've really enjoyed it. I love by the way. I love the fragrance conversation and I loved how deep we got some things. And I and I think we're not gonna always be I think we can talk about these subjects. And I think it shows the human side to us as well as, you know, we'll put a humorous spin on it. Look, we did we did the Battle of <laughs> podcast and that, that was just pure silliness. It was the whole, just hours of silliness, right? But this is now something where it's been informative. It's mm. been really insightful. It's been quite meaningful, quite deep. We've had some humor in here. It's it's great. This is exactly what it was about, Dom. Yeah. When we said when we set about doing this, this is exactly yeah. Take this podcast. It's it's got the mix of everything. Mm. Yeah, hasn't it? Right. Yeah, even if it's so just it, a t- it's... two three hour therapeutic session for me and uh, therapy session for me and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I feel better and I smell better. <laughs> I don't, not yet. Anyway, but I will do. Yeah, um, that's smelling good. And we do have a battle off coming up in a couple of months time which which is going to be fun so um, I'm looking forward to that uh, Jerry final thoughts I think my final thought is what you said earlier so we peaked too soon yeah with the we final thoughts but I, I want to take what you said which is we need to remain in the present it's called the present because it's a gift I mean What a way to end the podcast. Yeah. On those words. Yeah. Just perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much, listeners, for uh, listening to probably what is going to be our longest podcast, but hopefully our most informative. Um, Jerry, I absolutely love the fragrances. I'm really looking forward to getting stuck in and, and exploring that. Yeah. And and thank you for, for giving me the airtime on it, on, on something that I feel so passionately about. Yeah. Also big thank you to you for talking about progress got it look it's a game changer in terms of i mean it really is 
Mm. It, it was just a moment of clarity when you and I had the conversation. I'm so glad that you've gone into detail about what that actually means yeah and explained it further and hopefully it'll help listeners as well hmm. yeah. um so thank you for that absolutely brilliant my pleasure i've learned yeah. a lot like i had a big epiphany moment you know and there's always that little bit and you, you know i won't go into too much but you had that when you hit rock bottom and then you kind yeah. of suddenly and you know last thursday was a little bit of a like oh what have i done and then it was like okay i spoke to people epiphany moment i got it i get it now get yeah. it where we are where we are yeah and, and also sorry just also have to say kudos to you well done on your challenge meeting the challenges yeah i don't think i want bread anymore though <laughs> but you've done it you can tick that box fair play yeah. to you that's the cheesecake next um <laughs> thank you to all those that submitted questions um we absolutely loved them um Yevgeny, you might need your uh, your ladder back at some point because we've borrowed your rope ladder to climb out um and hopefully um, we answered them to the best that, that, you, that you expected or wanted um, we shall leave it there um, please everyone stay safe we shall catch you all on the next one yeah take care everybody <laughs>